Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Cliff, what's up? It's Brian. I know, Cliff, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can be a part of our show as Pike and Jerry and Benjamin and Jamie and Steve already are in the chat gang here on youtube pirate radio tv you can watch this show the brian bailey show the holt naylor show and all of our goodies we uh we were out at i guess it was a little introductory deal today got to know some of the new offensive assistants for ecu football talked to mike houston all the coaches on the staff and uh, we'll throw out those interviews on this show uh, today tomorrow and friday some of the interviews already available on pirate radio tv uh mike houston blake harrell john david baker and mags man it was great to see damon magazoo back in the purple and gold so we'll uh, we'll talk about some of that on today's show also talked to mike schwartz earlier today ecu basketball back in action coming up on thursday night tomorrow we'll talk to cliff godwin and some of the pirate baseball players ahead of their friday season opener so everything's happening excitement time a lot going on and we're covering it all here at pirate radio all right coming up on today's show we are we got a revolving door today ken watlington joins us in about 25 minutes or so from wnct channel 9 former pirate linebacker jack powers still mourning the super bowl <laughs> loss with his 49ers will join us at four o'clock talked to him briefly yesterday he, he's he's moving on with his life but he's still not great not in a great shape right now uh we'll talk to jack coming up in hour two p mace patrick mason joins us we'll do some ecu baseball over unders ahead of the season opener and former pirate uh, baseball player brandon manning will join us in hour number three of today's show shirley rhodes is here a harp is here mark alexander live studio audience chan is to my left in the building and a special treat hold nailers joins us live to kick off today's show what's up Holt? what's up clip happy to be here man uh yeah you uh you are our valentine today <laughs> speaking of that steve on youtube says shirley is my valentine oh so there you go shirley uh we got pike checking in jerry says hello and says uh, folks you better hit that like on valentine's day benjamin smashed the like button and said a sweep is incoming for ecu baseball he also said he doesn't scan his mvp card have you scanned your mvp card why would you not you're missing out on all those great savings benjamin uh tim says good afternoon good afternoon to you Derek smashed the like button steve says happy trivia wednesday we'll be at aj's tonight eight o'clock for a good time chad says bang bang chat gang and jamie says the super bowl loss lasts for weeks if it's your team i wouldn't know 
Um, but Jamie, as a Colts fan, certainly would. Holden, uh, man, great um, additions already of the whole Naylor show. You guys are packing in a lot for Thursday. Not one, but two of uh, the all-time great receivers here at East Carolina, Zay Jones, Justin Hardy. Uh, really looking forward to that. And uh, we'll talk about the baseball stuff, too, you got coming up. But, uh, man, two legends on the show tomorrow. Yeah, it was good. We, we uh, recorded it last night, and it was as cool as we thought it would be. Uh, you know, they were going to have their separate episodes, which they certainly deserve, but uh, they had a lot of the same records. I mean, they were chasing the same thing. They had a lot of the same stories. were coached by Donnie Kirkpatrick, who me and Caden were coached by. Um, so a lot of cool stories in that episode. It's going to be one of our better ones. And like you said, the, the Jungle Fever episode or segment later on uh, was pretty sick. Are they yeah. still number one and two all-time NCAA I think so. Uh, I mean... As far as I've heard, yeah, I think so. So here at East Carolina, our guy Jason Nichols, we're happy for him. He's moved on. He's going to coach with Princeton this year, but he joined us last year on our pregame, our postgame, and throughout the weeks. He left East Carolina as the all-time leading receiver in receptions in 1997. Since then, he has been surpassed by number 17, Dwayne Harris. Got to get him on the show. Yeah, we will. We will. Um Zay Jones, number one, Justin Hardy, two, Dwayne, three, and then Holton threw all the balls to number four and five, Tyler Sneed and C.J. Johnson. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I knew uh, Sneed was high. I didn't know C.J. was high. C.J.'s number five all time. He surpassed Jason Nichols to get into that <laughs> top five. So, uh, yeah, you played with two of the guys in the top five. You helped them. They helped you. Yeah. It's a mutual oh, yeah. uh, situation there. But that just uh, that shows you the, the passing game when Zay and Justin were here and, of course, uh, what you guys were able to do these last few it's years. It's crazy. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick got a lot of uh, hate this year. He was part of four of the five out of those guys. Coach four of the five of the top one. So uh, If you want to keep going, Holt, uh, Lance Lewis and Andre Allison also coached by DK. Yeah. Our buddy uh, Terrence Copper also in that top 10, along with Mitchell Galloway. So career catches, a lot of familiar, famous names there on that list. So tell us about Jungle Fever, Holden. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we thought the idea with NIL now is we could, you know, get these, uh, you know, left fielders on, you know, prior to the series of opposing teams to kind of get to know them and uh, make it a little bit fun. It was a fun segment. Uh, It really was. And, uh first series it's kind of hard because obviously their left fielder wasn't announced to that so i did some research talked to some of their guys um and found their left fielder so we start the show as it comes out tomorrow but we start the show or start this segment i'm like dude we, we're a little skeptical that you're the left fielder blah 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 and he's like yeah well actually our right fielder just got mono so uh might be in right field and we're like of course something like this happens episode one so uh we got to break that news and have some fun with it but it was a sick episode as the season goes on you'll get left fielders that have been there before oh, and have 100%, ex- yeah. experienced that atmosphere before so the conversation should be interesting to see yeah and uh i mean we made it fun i, I told him before and like i kind of started off i was like look dude this is only going to be as fun as you make it with this interview but also this weekend like it can either be great or it can be really weird and awkward and you know you just be ready to get over with it but if you have fun with it, it's going to be fun obviously the jungle is known for kind of heckling a little bit but you know like he said he's says he's from philly he's used to that type of fan base so it should be fun that is a brilliant idea and holden as you learn having your own show you you gotta have the the great guests every week you've knocked that out of the park you gotta have great co-hosts you've done that with the walk-ons but reoccurring segment ideas this is uh this is a home run that's a great idea so i'll give you uh, i I appreciate it i gotta give it to jack jack's the one who kind of co-hosts that segment he came up with it and uh we got a lot. We got a lot of ideas. You know, we're just going to continue to build, continue to listen. Uh, you know, we got, we're 
not afraid to listen to the comments. We're not afraid to listen to you guys. Y'all have done it for a while. So uh, just going to continue to grow, make it as, as fun as possible. And we'll have uh, Jared Plummer, uh, a.k.a. at ECU Jungle, on the show tomorrow. And they keep they keep it classy there in left yeah. field. So it's not – they they like the banter with the left fielders, but they keep it classy. And then we'll have tomorrow. intern Zach here who keeps it unclassy in right field. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We talked about that on the show too. Someone <laughs> tweeted and they were like – someone apologized and were like, the students in right field sometimes get – and we're like, no, man, that's part of it. <laughs> that's part of the, the atmosphere. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah for Some sure. for everybody. Uh, Holden Naylor's also in the breaking news biz. You broke the <laughs> uh, the mono news. And then the first place I saw Blake Pro was going to be on American Idol was the Holden Naylor yeah, show. Yeah, and uh, Blake might be on with us soon. We'll have to see. So uh, we're uh, – yeah, I mean, we're – we like I said, when we first launched it, we're going to take it as serious as possible. And, you know, we got a lot of connections from players, coaches, and everything in between. So um, we're going to use our connections to make the show as best as possible. There's, ar- there's already a teaser. Katy Perry's got goosebumps and tells him that he's going to probably be in the top 10 of American Idol. So yeah. that's pretty uh, exciting yeah. coming up. What would you do if Katy Perry told you you gave her goosebumps? <laughs> probably pass out. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be it for me. I'd be good for the rest of my life. Um, we've talked to Blake certainly has a passion for football with his uh, football playing family, uh, but also talked about his love for music. Like This is not really a hobby for him is something holding he wants to really take big and this is a great opportunity for him oh for sure i mean he's blown up on tiktok he has almost a million followers there and it's just gotten bigger and bigger he's releasing his own music now i think that's big for him is like you know he's writing his own stuff he's not just uh you know singing other people's stuff he's singing his own stuff now too which will be cool to see him do on american isle eventually um but i remember i mean his locker was beside mine it was always like him sneed was right there and he would always sing we're like dude like you're pretty good. <laughs> You're a way above average compared to the rest of us. So uh, glad he's uh, you know taking those talents, and I mean he's really running with it. I was going to ask you. So you kind of knew like he he had something there while I he did, played here. But even still, like when he first released his song or like his videos, I mean I was still just as in shock as everyone. It didn't like <laughs> surprise me, but I was like, wow, he is way better than I. We kind of gave him credit for. We thought he was like you know you're good. You could go sing at a couple bars and stuff like that. But I mean he. Like you said, he might win American Idol now. Man, uh, awesome stuff. Uh, Chad said, nice to meet you the other day, Holton, when he picked up his local politics yeah, shirt. Chad from Grimesland. Great show, uh, Holt. Appreciate uh, it. That was awesome, man. The calls flooded in. Loved the calls. Um, the, the one about we should have a men's camp for yeah, all the I people that trash talk. That was it. a great call. <laughs> that was fantastic. We need to do the the Holt Naylor show instead of. They always have a little kids camp for uh, you know me. We need to have the Holt Naylor show camp and have uh, all grown men <laughs> out there kicking field goals, throwing football, and uh, then they can call into the call in shows and and really uh, they get, they yeah. got to be truthful about themselves. All right. Hey, look, <laughs> I kicked a fifteen yarder. He should be able to make one or whatever. Um, Steve says he's a big fan of the whole inhaler show. Whole inhalers, yeah. People, uh, <laughs> that was a good effort by Steve and I, dude. It was, and like people were like, "Yeah, y'all paid for that." And blah, blah blah. I was like, "No, I didn't." First of all, go on Cameo. He's not on Cameo. Drew's girlfriend was at the Super Bowl for class. Uh, I was playing Fortnite with Caden and Jack, and Drew sends it in the group chat, and I just saw Stephen A. Smith video, put it down, and then Drew calls me. He's like, "Have you watched the video?" And I was like, "Dude, honestly, I'm playing Fortnite with the boys. I haven't checked it yet." And he was like, "Watch it." I was like, wow. Like, I was I was surprised. And uh, yeah, he didn't say the name right, but still Stephen A. Smith shouting us out. I like, I had to post it. In a purple shot. jacket. Yeah. yeah. It was fitting. And shout out to Alexis. Alexis. Who used to be here. Yes. Uh, I, 
having the initiative to go up to him and at 100%. least you know trying to give him the shout out i thought it was still pretty cool yeah that he, he was giving you guys a shout out and that's where i was like dude we're posting either way we might get flack for it but i don't care and she she believed it or not had max crosby ready there too and then his security said uh she couldn't do it oh well, dang yeah. and, uh, good for her yeah she was, uh, she was uh i love how max crosby's security says no but uh Stephen a smith's like yeah i'll yeah. do it <laughs> That is fantastic. Uh, let's bring A Harp into the program, Alex Harper, because uh, long snappers are important, Chandler. Absolutely, in life and in football. Um, I got to ask you, Alex, on this Valentine's Day, how heartbroken are you that your position coach left you? Yeah, I'm pretty sad. Yeah, I'm pretty sad. Coach Dallas is a phenomenal dude. He's one of the best coaches I've ever played for, and I'm going to miss him. Um, not upset at him personally like i understand it's a business um super happy for him i uh this is something holton's talked about before i just hate that the news broke so quickly and we had to find out on social media like almost everybody else did but i mean like he accepted the job and that news broke like five minutes later yeah like, he, told I us he didn't hear... even get to tell his kids yet man like doing it the right way and stuff in 2024 it's hard to it's keep impossible. it yeah yeah so uh, that is that's the big news today. Tim Doust uh, leaving East Carolina, which opens up at least one, if not two, spots. Uh, you either move somebody else over to special teams or move somebody to D line, bring in a special teams guy. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see how it, how it all plays out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, special teams coordinator. They're definitely going to bring in a coach for the edge. Um. What I believe if they hire a guy with special teams coordinator experience then they're going to also get him to be the special teams coordinator, but otherwise they're just going to hire that job from within. Yeah. Is, is my understanding. Part of the game, Holden, I asked Mike Houston about it today, and it's happened forever, but it seems like, you know, players leaving, obviously, has not happened forever. Uh, but the dominoes, the coaching carousel can pretty much happen at any point in time. It used to be, it seemed like at least we had a time frame, a window for it. Uh, now it could happen it's anytime. Always, yeah. Mike Houston said you always got to be ready. Yeah. Um, Coach Dallas, obviously, if you've heard our show, I mean, Jack, he coached Jack, and Jack loves him to death. Obviously, I mean, I'm on the other side of the ball, but he's a very genuine, very good dude. Um, you talk about the coaching carousel. We got to talk to Zay and Justin last night about the rough, how well, Zay was still there during that time, and Zay went in depth on how him and the team figured out about rough being fired and Mo being hired so um that'll be a cool one for us but yeah i mean it's it's tough man i mean you got to do what's best for your family but at the same time like you know try to keep loyalty with these kids but um a, a guy like coach dallas i mean the kids love him he loves the kids and they know that it's just about being genuine and if you're genuine uh you know people understand yeah i'm uh, gonna miss him but he moves on to pit hired by pat narduzzi so what a doozy that was to find out this what morning, a doozy man. yeah uh, did you enjoy your chat with Blake Harrell? I did. I like how it started too. Charlie, you got the beginning of the uh, the Blake Harrell and Chandler talking about uh, a certain topic. I think I saved it separately. Oh, you did. If not, just play it from the beginning. No, All right, go ahead. How y'all been? Good, man. How about you? Good. How's your basketball game? Not good. <laughs> I saw that. Not good. Yeah. Can you help me with that? <laughs> yeah, I was. That was my favorite sport growing up. Was basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this on air? <laughs> yes, Coach, it's on air. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are you t- that's the truth? You mean that? Oh, I'm a former sad. long snapper. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. 
hearing Tim Dow's voice heard there. Uh, Blake Harrell, not only... I love that he gave you a chance to lie. Like, how'd it go? And he said, not good. He said, I know. Like, you told the (laughs) truth. Well, because he asked a question, and I was like, there's only one reason why he asked this question. He knows. Because he saw the content (laughs) that we put out between me and you on the one-on-one basketball whatever you want to call it basketball game so i was like not good as you know coach you know like he knows the answer to that question and you know that's a pet peeve of mine asking a question that, that he knows the that answer you know to. the answer to uh yeah you should have flipped the damn table said well how do you think I it kind of got back at him though <laughs> yeah you called him uh mugsy bugs you brought up mugsy bugs and spud webb uh you guys were talking hoops there for a minute holden did you have a chance to see that athleticism i did i was impressed uh, you kind of got a shot with Quip. i have a he shot, has a shot. Yeah. We uh, I'm a big fan of that uh, segment. We need to we need to keep it going. Maybe get some of uh some of the walk ons on it. We have a three. Point... I don't think we need real athletes out there. <laughs> we have a three point contest coming up soon. I think that's don't, fair. Don't we know get where, some of the boys don't on know that one. When yeah. exactly it will take place? But got word from Blake Harrell that he would potentially like to be a part of that. So if we'll we can get Blake Harrell in the three point contest, him and Jack talking a little junk, yeah, maybe back yeah. and forth. Now we got something. Take so. a shot as Drew Dodder. He was on our Emerald team. He was a baller. He can shoot. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. How about Caden? Ah, uh, no, not so much. Yeah. Me, me and uh, me and Jack are like, you know, rebounders, assist guys. Caden, I just don't think he's good. I just don't think he's that good. Just give me the signal, Caden. <laughs> I know what to do from there. Um, Cass says nice hat. Thanks, Cass. I appreciate that. Uh, Eric says, Holton, if politics are truly local, what office are you running for? You know, I've thought about mayor before in my lifetime, um, but maybe I've already infiltrated that too. So uh, who who knows, man? I mean, uh, hey, the mayor currently is a former ECU pitcher, yeah. PJ Connell. Yeah. So. What, what's number one on your agenda if you are the mayor of Greenville? If I am the mayor of Greenville, I, I'm going to reinvest into uh, Dickinson Avenue, make it, build it into even bigger than it is now i think it's great down there and uh check yeah. this guy out. i think and then I've, I've talked i really have and then uh make it more bike accessible i think it'd be a cool town to make it more bike accessible. it truly this. is yeah. local politics that's yeah, awesome 100 caden uh, was a poli sci major so we talked about it plenty of times Catherine uh on facebook says so good to see you hold nailers so good to see you Catherine. there you go all right um i saw something today that bugged me chandler you know a word that i really don't like it, that's used in sports mm, there's several there are <laughs> yeah i was about to say there's several um one of the the main one unacceptable I, that's the one i was thinking i of hate too. that word yeah. because what does it even mean what does it we, mean in this context travis kelsey said bumping and yelling at andy reed is unacceptable oh. well did he play the rest of the game did he, he did. make yeah. out with the most popular person on earth he after did. it did he, he hoist did. the super bowl trophy he sure did sounds like it's all being accepted to me I would say it was very accepted. It's not being talked about enough, honestly. I yeah. think that was that was bad. No consequences <laughs> at all. And you hate that word because you get that word quite a bit in the fifth quarter Collins show, and you got it quite a bit during Holton's days. Yeah, <laughs> this is unacceptable. What does that mean? Yo, should we not accept it? Like it happened. I just hate it. Maybe I'm using it too literally. Holton, uh, as a player with passion, who has probably the same type of great tight relationship kelsey and reed had you had that with your coaches yeah um what did you see what did you think when you saw that happen on sunday man i think it's unacceptable <laughs> 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 no uh, i mean 
really, I think it was messed up. I don't think that, I mean, I thought he should have been benched. I know it's the Super Bowl and all that, but yeah. you can't do that. I mean, he has a lot of people looking up to him. And, like, obviously it was heat of the moment, but, like, I mean, Andy Reid's like 62 years old, man. I mean, there's a, there's a lot better ways to – I mean, I'm sure he has a position coach that's younger or something, but you don't go bump a coach or even a player, man. I thought it went too far. Yeah, and uh, the cameras caught it. It was out there in front of everything. And I, I knew that that nothing would come from it because Kelsey's a great player, and Andy Reid's probably the type of guy like, hey, we need him to go win and play, yeah. so you're going to play. But if that is the fourth string – defensive lineman and it's happening in like a mac game and, and not a super bowl like that guy might be booted from the team he yeah he's not playing anymore i agree so uh that was uh that was a huge deal the other night so you were, were you monitoring uh were you with jack during no jack didn't want to be around a lot of people drew lives <laughs> with him so i think it was just drew jack's girlfriend and, and jack fair enough uh what'd you think of the game itself I thought it was good. The first half was boring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed the ending. I almost wanted it to go into double overtime, but uh, I thought San Francisco shouldn't have took the ball first. I don't. I still don't understand why. They, I don't even believe that they knew that that was the rule. Um, I know Shanahan came out and said they wanted ball third, but like, why, if, not, why not win it? If it was two? sudden death, they wanted it third or yeah. something. Yeah. I, I just didn't get that. So. Uh, I, and I heard a good point. I think it, I don't know if it was Romo or if I heard it afterwards that. You want the ball second because you know what you need, but the fact that you get four downs, you, you can almost yeah. plan for that. You, you get an extra down, and yeah. like if if Brady's playing, are you giving Brady the ball second? Well, Mahomes is pretty dang close to Brady now winning yeah. two, but why are you going to give him the ball to win the Super Bowl? Like that's just not smart, in my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts were on Brock Purdy before this game, but after this game, what what's your thoughts on him as a NFL quarterback? Does he belong? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he definitely belongs. He got him to the Super Bowl. Like, I think that's a super team, clearly. I think they they don't really have many flaws. Some would say Jack says it's the offensive line. We, we talked about it a little bit on the pod that's coming out tomorrow. But, like, my thing, though, is that team is so talented at every position, including coaching, that, like, where do you go from here? If, you're, if you don't win the Super Bowl next year, what do you do? Like, you got to try to go get a massive quarterback. Because, like, I'm not saying Purdy lost in the game, but – at the end of the day, it's the head coach and quarterback's fault, and they're not getting rid of Shanahan. So, And Purdy was fine. I was hoping that this would kind of end the discussion on Purdy, game manager versus great yeah. quarterback, and I don't know if it did. Like He didn't do anything really that bad, but he didn't go win it. And I credit Spagnuolo and the Chiefs for blitzing on those third downs they and did. getting in his face. And one thing about that that I will say um, is – as a quarterback watching and look I might have made the same mistakes but he did miss a few hots that like as a quarterback watching like you would know that 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 you're going to be hot there so before the play you say all right a blitz is coming yes and like yeah. I was watching with my brothers and like one he missed a uh, slant there was a double slant to the left and he threw it to the outside guy but there was a guy clearly blitzing off the edge he was trying to disguise it but like pre-snap I'm like all right they're giving cover zero looks there's no safety over the top you're gonna be hot and it was like he didn't know he was hot and he threw it to the outside guy and it got tipped whereas Brandon Ayuk's streaking down the field wide open and then later in the game too I think their last play the dude's running a return route was ended up being wide open and Purdy was like shocked that he was hot there too which means there's no one blocking the blitzer um 
It was just some of those protections, and that's what honestly separates the greats mm. is protections and changing protections. And look, he's early in his career, and like I said, I'm, I've missed plenty of protections on my own. But uh, that's my you know couch quarterback. Yeah, um, it's a lot more than we could say in here, Chandler. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but again, that, that Chiefs defense had it all year long, played well, and came up big. And holding them to three instead of seven a couple times was That's huge. huge. Um, Old Naylor's joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Chad asking, uh, when does Holton leave for training camp? Next Friday. So Man. we're shooting one more podcast, and uh, we're actually moving into the studio. I think on uh, by next week we'll shoot in there, and then uh, the guys will stay in there, and I'll be uh, in Texas. Do we that, know a guest for next week, or you want to keep it under wraps? So we're we're debating um, having a guest or just shooting it with with the guys, um, just because we have had a lot of big time guests, and we can we can continue to get them. We have some other people lined up, but with me leaving and stuff, we, we were thinking about just kind of focusing on what the UFL is going to be, what are my goals, and so we still uh, we have some people that said they would do it, but we're debating, you know, what we should do. What are you looking forward to the most about playing in the UFL? Dude, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. My expectations are like high but low too. Um, I'm just uh, excited to you know be around a locker room again. I mean, I think you know there's only a one place in the world where you know it's like that, and that's in a locker room. And obviously, pro ball isn't like college at all. But um, to be completely honest with you, I'm just excited to you know have a shot to go play again. But we'll see, man. I uh, I was kind of debating playing, not playing, playing, not playing, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited to just go see if I can uh, get back in the league. It's a different situation for you, but how much comfortable are you knowing that you're going to be with four other Pirates and, oh, and yeah. guys that you played with here? 100%. And I mean, what's cool about this league is like everyone lives in Dallas, so like Warren Saba's going to be there, like Justin Red's going to be there. We're all living, CJ's going to be there, like we're all living around the same spot. So, cool. Um, even Who's guys Justin that, Red playing for? Uh, Houston. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So... And uh, if you don't make it as a quarterback, podcaster, mayor, you should try uh, to go into coaching so you can be a recruiter. We talked to Isaiah Winstead. He said he first kind of gave you the, eh, I don't know about yeah. this. And then uh, you, you you did a, a li- at least a little bit of part of talking him into it. That's the second time you've recruited Isaiah Winstead yeah. to your team. Yeah, I've thought about it. Uh, I've thought about getting into recruiting. I, I'm really interested in broadcasting. I actually just had a call with my dad about trying to get into that. Maybe when my football career is done with like ESPN and stuff. Like Obviously with Stanford Steve, i got a good relationship. So uh, Do we'll like see. color commentary and stuff? Yeah. Or, yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. It'd be a great fit there. Holden, thanks for joining us, man. Awesome uh, show on tap for Thursday. Uh, the first segment of Jungle Fever. Looking forward to that. Talking to the opposing team's left fielder and also two of the all-time greats, Zay Jones, Justin Hardy, joining the whole Naylor show. Going to be awesome. Yeah, excited about it. Tune in, 12 o'clock at launches, and, uh, you know, excited for the future of that. Let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. Ken Watlington going to join us as we continue to talk about what's going on in the sports world. Got more ECU news and notes to pass along as well. Great walk-off win for Shane Winkler and his softball team. Anna Sawyer, another Conley Vikings, go. getting it done, Holt. And uh, they moved to 7-0 on the year. That happened right when we went off the air yesterday. That was fun to celebrate with Shirley and the crew. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. More to go Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, when you're on the way to see the Pirates play this year, be sure to stop by Shimmer Boutique on Greenville Boulevard and pick up one of the brand new custom t-shirts from the ECU baseball players. There are new custom shirts from Parker Bird, Jacob Jenkins Coward, Dixon Williams, Ryan McChrystal, Wyatt Lunsford Shankman, and Danny Beal. The t-shirts are available now in both youth and adult sizes and only at Shimmer Boutique. If you live out of town, not a problem. Just message Shimmer on Facebook or Instagram or give the store a call. Get one or all of the new shirts today at Shimmer and look sharp in the jungle this baseball season. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, A Harp, Alex Harper. Got Sean here. Got Ken Watlington joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Ken. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. This is exactly how you want to spend your Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> What's my other options? Let's be honest. <laughs> Should nah. we have roses on the middle of the table, maybe a lamp or, or maybe something like that, candle lit? I'm just glad somebody wants to be around me. Yes. I'll be honest. Uh, I can't be the only text you got today, Ken, on Valentine's well. Day. <laughs> about that. Shout out to uh, Mark. I uh, put out something on Twitter about sports trivia tonight and put up a picture of, uh, do you know who that Mets, former Mets manager is? I know Ken does. Do you know who Collins? that guy is? Uh, that is not Terry Collins. His ass is not in the jackpot. That is Bobby Valentine. Ah, if you Bobby put, Valentino. If you would have put uh, maybe a fake mustache, mustache on him, then yeah. I would have known who it was. And uh, Mark responded with a couple of guys. Derek Rose uh-huh. on this Valentine's Day. How about Kevin Love in the sports world? Malik Rose. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago. We from, did. From Drexel. From Drexel. Way back in the day. Um, that was a love from carolina recently caleb love right? yeah caleb love no he's out of uh, arizona who, who was the love that went to stanford and was from around here um running back yeah bryce bryce love bryce, bryce love yeah davis love the third the third not Jor- the second not the fourth jordan love uh there's a lot of hearts josh hart kevin hart kevin hart by the way i got Owen kevin hart, hart fatigue um, I think during like the NBA All Star Weekend when he was on like every show every hour, and I was like, I just can't take this guy anymore. But I just realized that that is this weekend. Yep, that used to be a big part of my life. That is now completely out of my yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm around doing nothing else, I'll, I'll tune in, I guess. But honestly, like, I think like Vince the Carter contest. ruined it. Yeah. His dunk contest yeah. for me, I was like, I don't need to see anything else after that. But back in the '80s, '90s, through yeah. the early 2000s, it was must see TV. Yeah. yeah. Now it's uh, now I if I'm by a TV and I remember, I do want to see Steph versus. Help me out. Who's the uh, uh, female? Uh, uh, Sabrina oh, Inescu. Yeah, Inescu. I am uh, a little intrigued. Battle of the sexes there, Jamie. I'm going to give you props. I love this comment. You are exactly right. Uh, Jamie says the Chiefs are lucky. Steve Spagnolo is such a bad head coach. He's never going to go anywhere. I remember him with the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Um, was he a Chiefs head coach? Let's see. He was Rams head coach. Is that it? Okay, that's the only place he was a head coach. His head coaching record, 11-41. and 41. Goo. But... So in two years, when Washington needs another new head coach... He's the maybe, man. Maybe he gets a second chance. Spags. Um, 
a lot of we see this a lot though ken where guys are awesome coordinators for whatever reason they just aren't great head coaches Let's hope, let's hope that uh, trend is reversed with Dan Quinn. Well, Dan Quinn has been to a Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. We don't talk about what happened in that <laughs> Super Bowl. Who are some other examples? Maybe Raheem Morris? Like um, like Hugh Jackson. He was a coordinator and then became a head coach and went winless. Um, I mean, Marvin Lewis went to the playoffs every year. Yeah. But he was like the elite defensive guy before he became a head coach and never won a playoff game i mean there, there's a lot of examples of it that's all i have okay cool. thank you cool, cool 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 uh ken yes another wednesday you come in here off a of north carolina loss that's three straight tuesdays they've lost what's going on with the midweeks for the tar heels well they won games on monday they won games on wednesdays it's the tuesday night games for some reason the tuesday blues hmm. the tuesday tumbles and Syracuse, I got to say, I thought about this. Uh, I saw we went out to eat last night for my daughter's birthday, and it was on one of the TVs. And I saw that orange dome, and I was looking at it because the score was 0 0. Do they still do the thing where they stand up and clap and, until the first score is made? I, I, they That used to be their thing, right? Uh, anybody? No? I remember that. Okay, just, thank yeah. you. Uh, which team are you talking Syracuse. about? Syracuse. I swear that... Uh, UConn used to do that. The women's team does that. They they stand until the first bucket is made of the game, and then they sit down. I'm pretty sure Cuse used to do that, maybe still does. But they are, at least for me, Ken, irrelevant now. <laughs> they, they haven't been to the tournament, I think, since 19. Man, uh, obviously underwent a coaching change after forty some years. Yeah, but growing up with old Wani Bayheim, yeah. they were around every I mean, and year. And just as recently as twenty sixteen, they were in the Final Four. Yeah, I think part of it too is just, and they've been in the ACC a while. I, 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 man, more and more, I do old man radio. Yeah, I, I mean it's sad. I the, hate to, the ACC should be eight schools. And that's it. I'm turning into Brian Bailey. What part of Atlantic Coast is in South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> but that's uh, that's how I feel. So I'm going to say it. Just wait till next year when Cal Berkeley is in the ACC. I know. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eric said, did a young Ken Wallington ever stroll down to Womble's drugstore to buy his love of Valentine's card and balloon? Well, I don't know if I did any of that. But <laughs> yeah, of course. I went to Womble's all the time. Give me frozen Coke. Chad says, can you ask Ken if he was the one voting for Wilmington and they people? <laughs> it's funny. I, when, I, when I saw there was one vote, I, was, I had to find out who it was. And it was J.B. Ricks, uh, who works for Spectrum. Uh, More like J.B. Rigged. <laughs> he works in Raleigh. And I'm like, all right, good for him. He put him 25th. But yeah, people, it wasn't me. Uh, if I had a vote, yeah, it would have been two votes this week. Bailey and a lot of folks were holding your feet to the fire when you said they're receiving votes. And you can't just say Vote. You, well, if you want to be accurate, you can. But when the, then again, you're on the news when, and you're, when, you're not accurate. When the schedule comes up, it says RV. That's all that matters. Not Ronald Vincent Ronald receiving Vincent. votes. <laughs> no, that meant RV thinks they're a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. That's all that means. So four to row for the Seahawks. Can they get it done tomorrow night against the Aggies? Hey, yeah, great they question. Got, they got uh, they they've won nine out of ten. Yeah, nine out of ten, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think they get it done. They've had a rough stretch on the road. They won some games, but they come back home for two home games, including. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to say it. It's homecoming this weekend at UNCW. We do our homecoming during basketball. There you go. <laughs> be proud of yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed. I'll that be is Seahawk proud. Yeah. I was like, what's he talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, that's usually a football <laughs> Yeah. Well, so hey. it's homecoming against Elon on Saturday. There you go. And they are uh, 
Wilmington trying to get into that NCAA tournament. Ken, if they make it, would you be able to go? I hope so. I hope so. You mean they're in Charlotte? You know, one of the pods this yeah. year is in Charlotte. How great would that be if they were in Charlotte? Probably playing Carolina or Duke or something. But that'd be awesome. Sure, uh, yeah, bring it on. Um, I think Bailey did say you'll. Uh, will you be up at the tournament? You or Zach? ACC ACC tournament. tournament. Yep, I'll be up there uh, the whole week uh, of March 10th or so because the CAA tournament's up there as well. So hopefully, I'll be up there watching Wilmington win a championship, and I'll stay for the ACC tournament. Washington D.C. this year. And then back to and, North Carolina for back, five years. Yeah. Yep. If you need to place a bet while you're up there, let me know because it'll be legal and on me. that Tuesday, right? That's right. The starting 11th, whatever day is that, that is. Yeah, yeah. Starting Tuesday, yep. So, so the first day of the tournament, you know, the really, really bad ACC teams will play on Tuesday. Notre Dame and... Notre Dame, Louisville, and probably <laughs> Syracuse? I don't know. That's going to be the Georgia most Tech. bet game all time. <laughs> yeah. Louisville and Notre Dame. <laughs> and everybody's going to be throwing their money away at it. And I uh, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Ken Watlington joining us here at Pirate Radio Studios. Steve says there was a uh, shooting at the Chiefs parade. There was, yeah. Jeez Louise. Seven, ten people uh, injured or something. Is that what he said? Yep. Man, that's sad. Man, our society sucks, man. People suck. Hate people. Anyway, let's take a break. I got some people here to talk to. Ken Watlington and Chandler Honeycutt. A.R. Shirley Rhodes. We'll come back more with Ken Watlington on the other side. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you should uh, save, rather, an average of $889. State Farm Agent Timothy Sawyer is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Greenville. Call 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Timothy Sawyer is there. And as we head back into the show clip, I've got a, I've got a little bit of uh, UFL news that just came out just a moment ago. I love UFL news. Well, I thought you might find this at well, probably more Chandler than you, but it's involving a long snapper? No. Former Carolina Panther quarterback, Matt Corral, oh my has God. signed a free agent deal. Playing with Skip Holtz? With Skip Holtz yeah. with the Birmingham Stallions. So Yeah. Coming out of the draft, Ken, I tried to be like a uh put something on tape where i could go back and look smart later yeah matt corral was my quarterback to watch (laughs) not sam howell i wanted washington to get him and not sam howell did you notice uh right after the super bowl ended the commanders put out a hype video on twitter slash x and there's not one single shot of sam howell in this thing no way (laughs) i mean 
it's kind of assumed they're going to draft a quarterback with that number two pick, but they didn't even show it. Not a celebration, not him dapping up a dude, nothing. Hey, uh, Alex, is uh, Mark still here? Mark, can you, if he is, can you tell him to come in real quick? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Now, could it be his former teammate, Drake May? Uh, it could be. Yeah. The uh, the picture I don't think of it'll them, be, but the picture of them courtside at a Carolina, at the Carolina Duke game. Yeah. It's uh, pretty gone. crazy. Okay. Yeah, I think he's Wait, left. Why do you not think it'll be? I just I just don't I just don't think they'll take him. I okay, think, well then well, there has to be somebody else. They're going with the LSU guy. The, oh, the, the highest one. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. That's sexy. Him and Cliff Kingsbury? Are we sexy enough to do something that sexy? No. Now if Caleb <laughs> Caleb Williams falls to two, they'll take him. But I don't think well, he's going to fall to well, two. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I was going to bring Mark in because earlier today, I don't know what site he got it from. Oh, he's just now saying gone. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Have him call in. But thanks for tuning in. <laughs> um, Mark had saw somewhere a you know trade rumor. You're going to see a million of these before now in the draft. But it was Washington trades Sam Howe, Jonathan Allen, and I don't know about picks because we would keep our number two for somehow get Devontae Adams. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What, what? What would you think of that? I mean, let's do it. You, you, you're okay with getting rid of Allen? Yeah. Okay. For yeah. that. And so you would draft your quarterback. Got to get your guy, though. Yeah. And then have Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, John Dotson. Yeah. What's the possibility of seeing a Eli Manning situation where he did not want to go to the Chargers? Because I'm seeing a lot of things about Kayla Williams not wanting to go to Chicago. So, what, I mean, yeah. what's the possibility? Didn't uh, uh, Philip Rivers did something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Well, no. Well, he was in that trade with Eli. That's why oh. you think about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Philip was like, I'll go wherever. Giants, <laughs> Chargers, whatever. Um, I'll go wherever. Have a bunch of kids. Be John fun. Elway did that. Drafted yep. by the Colts, right? Yep. And said, I ain't playing. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Who had, I guess the player. A team can say, no, we're not going to trade you, and then it's just up for that player to actually show up and do it or not. Uh, yeah, uh, Who's got the leverage in that situation? No one. <laughs> um, I am excited about the draft this year. I am choosing to be optimistic. In fact, Washington uh, just got a new coach, another former head coach, a guy that was not good as a head coach but is a good <laughs> assistant. He's a good assistant. Anthony Lynn, former uh, Chargers coach. Yeah. Run game coordinator. Hey, whatever, man. Brian Robinson's about to have a field day this year. I hope so. Yeah, the Eagles wanted to get rid of him. Uh, Jamie says Matt Corral will do well in the UFL. And says, surprised he didn't get another NFL shot. Jamie sees talent like I do when it comes I mean, to quarterbacks. Well, I will say that. And the injury just that injury was bad, and it kind of derailed his career. And he really never got a shot. Yeah. All right, uh, Ken, local news. Once again, East Carolina softball winning yesterday. Good to see uh, the former D.H. Conley Viking. You know, we were talking about uh, Zach Kaplan, our buddy, uh, off the air. He was there for six and a half innings yesterday oh, no. and left in the middle of the seventh and didn't get the walk off. Now, was, he, was that a time constraint? Yeah, because okay. he had a couple of high school games. Uh, the, the star player for North Pitt got her uh, McDonald's All-American jersey. You know, he wanted to be there for that. Then there was another game he was going to. So, yeah, it was he was 
at X amount of time in each place. And that is some local sportscaster yeah, problem. It right happens there. a lot and yeah. it sucks, but that's just the way it is. Kind of why are we winding down the high school basketball season here? Yeah, this is the last week of the regular season. Next week will be the conference tournaments and the week after that, the playoffs, state championships, I believe. Uh, they're doing it different in the state this year. The the regional finals and the state championship all played in Winston-Salem, I believe, uh, early in the week and then on over the weekend. So let's say Farmville Central. they got to go to Winston-Salem to play the Eastern Regional Final, probably come back to Pitt County, drive back to Winston-Salem, play the state championship. Any local teams that can make a run in the state playoffs? I mean, obviously, besides Farmville Central. Uh, Farmville Central is right there at the top. Uh, i got to give my guys from Washington <clears throat> County some credit. Not just because I went to school there and one of my former teammates is the head coach, but they're 18-1 and one on the season. Wow. One loss was in overtime to North Edgecombe on the road. Montrez Harrell's old school. He did not play in that game. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they're 18-1. and one. They're playing well. Who knows in the 1A ranks? Maybe they can win six or seven games in their own, win a state championship. Any of y'all thought about throwing an L on at the end of your name and just keeping it the same like Montrezl is Montrez? Kenneth Watlington. Kenneth Watlington. Ole. <laughs> Channel. Channel, channel, channel. Yeah, I love the the spelling there of Montrez. Um, all right, Ken. Well, um, I feel like I'm not bringing up something. We talked some- pirate hoops earlier today, John. Uh, uh, Mike Schwartz, and we had. They'll be uh, back at home on Sunday. Had media day today with the coaches. Did we bring that up with him? Uh, I mean, we got football, baseball, and basketball going on all at the same time, Ken. Yeah. It's best time of the year. One of the best times of the year. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite, career. my my favorite sports day is the Thursday of March Madness. Oh, no, it's the best. What is your, your favorite sports day? That's one of them for sure. What is your number one with a bullet? What's yours, Chandler? I love opening day baseball. Do you? Yeah, I, uh, you are an old soul. Uh, that's right. Back in my day, I tell you what, the Reds would play at twelve twenty-five <laughs> to open it up. Now they don't even have opening day. It's like opening Sunday night. Yeah, there's one opening in Tokyo. Exactly. Come on, man. I would say the past few years it would be that first Sunday of NFL football because I'm I'm off work that day, and then I'm usually going out to you know tiebreakers, the bug, AJ. Washington's undefeated. It's a great. Everybody's (laughs) undefeated. You have hope for the Carolina Panthers, who are uh, zero and zero at the time. So I would say the first Sunday of the NFL season. And the start of college football has changed too, because you always got a Thursday night game friday night games or even week zero in some points i do love that thursday now because it coincides with the pirate radio football kickoff party yes. so it's great to have a party and football on that thursday but i would go thursday of the tournament number one friday that first friday's number two and then i'd go nfl opening sunday and then probably get to college football opening saturday as my top four alex what's your favorite single day of the sports year um, you know what sucks about being a college football player? You don't get to watch college football. Yeah. You can't watch any college football. Kind of got something that. else to do. They don't let you get a TV or a phone on the sidelines. No, that's lame. Or like dude. when you go to halftime, they don't have like Alabama and, <laughs> and Auburn playing. Pull up, have no. a snack, watch some other game. You're, wait, no. you're telling me they don't have that? That's yeah, insane. no. Sadly, no. I mean, I would probably do either the first day of uh march madness mm-hmm. or the first day of the stanley cup playoffs oh really dude the stanley cup playoffs are awesome oh, i know uh, yeah kane's also lost again last night they're not very good on tuesdays either <laughs> something about these <laughs> yeah. tuesdays that's 
sadly true. Charlie, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. What is the best single day of the sports calendar? It's a tie between the first round of the college basketball playoff. Uh, excuse me, the tournament. Tournament. Not the play-in games, just the actual the all Thursday. day. Yeah, the Thursday. The, the Thursday and opening day of baseball. All right, I agree. I agree. Because I'm a, you know, I love baseball. That's, you know, it is cool. It, it, I, I feel kind of hypocritical though because I do get really excited for it, and then in the middle of summer i'm like ready to move on to football and i'm done with baseball but i do like that opening you going to any braves games this year haven't uh haven't looked at the schedule yet I'm, i told you i'm kind of down on the braves well how is opening what are you going to watch then the I'll nationals the, play the the, the phillies oh, all phillies all day i love the phillies you are a gross <laughs> man very gross man Ken, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate y'all. Have a great Valentine's evening. I'll try. Spend it with us if you want to at AJ's. We'll be I mean, I know o'clock. where that is. You might see me there. I think Zach, uh, Zach Kaplan would be there. Oh, he's going to be there. I'll share a cheesesteak with you. We'll go Lady and the Tramp style. <laughs> Meet in the I middle. mean, what more could you want? <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back when we return. Jack Powers is in mourning. How is he feeling days after his 49ers lose the Super Bowl in overtime? to kansas city we'll talk about that and a huge edition of the whole nailer show coming up on thursday we'll talk about that as well more to go pirate radio live back with you after this let's take this back to where it all started yeah You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price swings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy, especially on a Valentine's Day with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, hour number two. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, joining us later on this hour. Former Pirate baseball player Brandon Manning in hour number three as we get you set for opening day at Clark LeClaire. I bet there's a lot of people uh, tuned in that uh, would have that as one of their favorite days. i tell you, one of, uh, let me keep adding to my list. The Saturday night game, early evening game of the regional. Oh, the best. EC versus Virginia comes to mind. The game starts and it's sunny out and you get the setting sun. It ends at night and it's usually the one versus two. ECU hosting the number two team. Yeah. Packed crowd, loud crowd. That is one of my favorite. That's got to be top five. That's number five on my list. 
Yeah, that's a pretty and the atmosphere there is just uh, what what makes it and puts it on the list. Uh, like I said, it, it reminds me of the ECU versus Virginia uh, game that that year, and then uh, ECU versus Charlotte, I believe, in 2021. Just a lot of different uh, Saturday games that uh, uh, those Saturday games were electric, and uh, hopefully, we'll have one of those this year coming up. Uh, Greg on Facebook says the uh, his favorite sports day opening round of the Masters. That Thursday, huh? I hear you. I just it's Sunday golf. is way better than the opening round. True, yeah. Well, look, it's, every, it's Greg's opinion. Let Greg have his opinion, Alex. Relax, I mean, he Harp. He can have it. <laughs> adding Harp. on to it. Relax, Harp. <laughs> Jack Powers joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, Jack, you, what's your favorite sports day of the year? I don't know. See, this is tough. It wasn't Sunday. Uh, it was not sunday and it hasn't been sorry sorry hasn't been any sundays too soon yeah too too soon soon. just ripped the band-aid off um i want to say just like kind of any game seven but that's a little broad right Uh, but as a sports fan just anytime you get a game seven you really bring out the players best and it's just like the environment at any no matter where it is what sport it is it's going to be electric are you a hockey guy like a harp i've grown into being a hockey fan since i've moved here um I, we would talk about it on the podcast all the time. The Canes games are just so fun. Yeah, the environment, uh, the atmosphere—it's it's a great place. So I I find myself watching the Canes games midweek now and and staying up with everything with them. So that's kind of how you kind of fell in love, with, especially with post game hockey, post season, post season Hurricanes. Went to the playoff game. Oh, saw freaking Ovechkin rip one in the net. Uh, but the Canes won two to one, and it was awesome. That sport is so fun to watch live. <laughs> like. The athleticism it takes on the ice to skate like that, and then you you get the physicality with it too, the finesse. I love it. They are full go. It's all my one thing that really shocked me going to a live game. I've never been to a sporting event where the last note of the anthem and the game beginning is so close together. It is like literally it stops and then puck drop. It, yep. it caught me off guard. I was looking for so, um, boy, the anthem was electric on Sunday, man. I'll tell you that. That was the biggest crowd pop we had at the Super Bowl party I was at for the folks that took the over in the national anthem because Reba was going pretty fast and really stuck the landing with uh, a couple of Braves there at the end. Yeah, so I gave a call to Virginia to place my bet on the over, 89 and a half seconds, and uh, for the longest time, when it got to 40 seconds, I was like, man, yeah. this is going way under. Way under. And then when she hit the first Brave, I was like, hold it. She didn't hold it. Then she hit the second Brave, and I was like, hold it! Hold it! And it was 94 seconds. The over hits, baby. Thank you, Reba. Um, Jack... First of all, how did you spend your Sunday? How do you watch a, a Super Bowl with your favorite team in it? Are you around a lot of folks? No, I, I don't like being around a lot of people. Uh, I made that mistake for the Packers game, the, the second round of playoffs, the divisional, and you just get everyone taking shots at you left and right. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to lock in on the team, and it, it made my experience down a little bit. So uh, the next two games after that, the Lions game and the Super Bowl, had my roommate, my girlfriend, uh, and then two of our buddies on the team came down that live in the same apartment complex and we just made some good food and watched the game i, I do want to uh thank jack for humbling me as a panthers fan because he was in the studio briefly yesterday and i, I said hey man sorry about the loss i've been there as a panthers fan and then he quickly hum- humbles me by saying well this is the third time 
in about what 12 13 in, in my years. late teenage years my team's gone uh, the, the third time so, the, you know, the, the baltimore game and then obviously the past two times against the chiefs so i was like you know what you've got it yeah but i mean i i build myself up too you know i'm my biggest critic and my biggest fan i've also been blessed to be a san francisco giants fan in the baseball world and i saw three world series Man. in five years and uh, going back to people taking shots at you, Jack, I, I I feel somewhat comfortable doing it in a humorous manner at this table. But like, if you're watching your Niners, and I don't know you well enough, like off the air to do that, I'd I'd be a little nervous going after you. I mean, do you physically? Do you Travis Kelsey to Andy Reid? Anyone talking to you during a game like that? No, I can't do that. I just got out of my sling, so. Still, oh, I'm, true, yeah. I'm still lifting three-pound dumbbells every day at rehab. So it was, my, and it was my teammates that were talking smack. So they, they know that they got the best of me right now. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Holden Ehlers says that you're a bandwagon fan. Don't oh. I get that every week on their podcast. I don't need to hear about that, Holden. <laughs> uh, what a game. Holden doesn't even have an NFL team. We can talk about that. He claimed the Charlotte Panthers for a little bit, and then now he just is wow. like, the oh. Charlotte Panthers. I like that he calls you all the Charlotte I'm not Panthers. doing the Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> that's awesome. That. that is such disrespect. They're in North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, like what – what brought you to be a San It's not Francisco? the California 49ers. <laughs> right, but no, but my question is is what brought you to be a San Francisco guy like the Giants 49ers? I'm from right outside of Sacramento. Uh so I mean they're the closest team. My grandpa had season tickets uh with the 49ers and my dad had season tickets for the Giants growing up. So that's where I was kind of born and raised, Candlestick Park, baby. Who was your first favorite 49er? Well, I always grew up like hearing about the catch. With Dwight and Joe. Okay. Dwight Clark from um, Kinston, North Carolina, by Really? The way. Yes. Yeah, that's that's some good facts for me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you got to, like, look back and just, like, while I was really growing up and really starting to fall in love and, and understand football, it was the Frank Gore, yeah. the Alex Smith, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman. So, I mean, probably around there. Man, I went to Washington, San Fran, awful awful redskins year 2011 it was the year before rg3 i guess and i was shocked the opposing fans always take over the fedex field but i was shocked that the niners fans there and it was so funny because that was those guys you were just talking about i remember frank gore um and some of those guys but every niners fan in the stadium was wearing a rice young montana Mm -hmm. it was all the old niners jerseys yeah and i thought that was pretty cool uh but that you know pittsburgh is known for their traveling fan base i guess uh i don't know maybe like green bay who but the 49ers got to be up there they try like fans across the country that that jersey statement that's kind of a take that i uh i take now with me is is why buy a current player's jersey on your team Boom. knowing that they're going to get traded or, or released or some crazy thing's going to happen? 100%. So I, I buy old players. Like, I got a Steve Young 49ers jersey. That's going to be great for forever. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I, I'm not a jersey guy, but the only jersey I do have is a guy that was with the Panthers for eight years and was only a Panther. He was no, uh, he was not on another team, Luke Keekley. Yeah. That's he's it. A stud. And, I, and I agree with that take, too. Like, you know, you're. It, it, it depends on the person like maybe they don't care but at, for me it's like you know if, if they're going to be on another team at some other point in their career then what's the point of having their jersey yeah so i mean I, i'm not gonna lie i did get a christian mccaffrey jersey sorry sore subject for you yeah, for christmas and that's 
will be one of my favorites. Well, maybe as well. he ends his career there. Stud. I hope so. Yeah, uh, great game for him. Did it remind you of the previous Chiefs Niners Super Bowl where you guys had a lead? Like, were you thinking about that during this past Sunday's game? Yeah, I was not comfortable or content yeah. at all throughout the game. Um, I mean, I was excited, obviously, but like it's Patrick Mahomes. You can't. Yeah. I hate to say it, like I'm, I'm not a Patrick Holmes fan, but I respect the game. What was your, you know, your positivity level when he got the ball in overtime with like a minute and forty uh, seconds? Oh, let's stop. before you get there. How about up three at the end of regulation with them with the football? Like, did you still wasn't comfortable? Uh, yeah, no. We needed a touchdown. We needed touchdowns, and I think Brock Purdy did a great job. I saw like a stat on Twitter or something like his last five drives or four drives. He drove like an average of 60 yards down the field and put up points every time. But in games like that where you're, I mean, I hate to even say underdog, but when you're kind of the underdog, you're winning as Patrick Mahomes, you need touchdowns, not field goals. Right. Field goals don't win games. And so I knew at that point, like when I was going to the overtime, I was a little. So you go into OT. What did you think of the Niners taking the ball first? I mean, I wasn't too familiar with that. I sound like a 49ers players, but <laughs> use check. Uh, came out and was saying how he wasn't really too familiar but Kyle Shanahan said that he understood what was happening and he took the ball first because he wanted it third to go finish the game right it was impressive though with Chris Jones and the Chiefs saying you know like real veteran team Andy Reid obviously a great veteran coach coming out and saying yeah we've been practicing that for weeks we knew win or lose we wanted it second and we're going to go for two and end it Man, I, uh, as a sports fan who does this and thinks I know a lot, I did not realize the new playoff rules. I love the the overtime. That now if you score a touchdown, the other team can still get the ball. Because you think about the Buffalo and the Chiefs yeah, games. Yeah, the Josh the Allen rule, and, basically. You know, the controversy there. and uh, I feel like it just it, it had to be implemented and uh, you know, it showed that you know it, it came out right the other night. So I, I do want to ask you, and I asked Holton this earlier, and I ask you as a 49ers fan. I don't know how you felt as uh, about Brock Purdy before this game, but uh, after watching him on the big stage, how do you feel about him being your quarterback going forward in the future? I feel the same way as I did all season. I think um, there's a lot of room for growth, but there's a lot of potential, and I certainly didn't have any complaints all year. You know. He received all that banter about the checkdowns and just people were hating on him and it was like for what? Like you wouldn't check it down to all these guys? Like <laughs> and then you Christian see him, you see him make the plays that he made throughout the playoffs. Uh what was it? Was it the Detroit Lions game where he ducked out of the sack and yep. found use check for that first down? Yep. Yeah. And he, he did that again in the Super Bowl. So it's like I, I don't understand how you hate on a guy like that. Like right. good for him. Like Well, Jack, uh thank you for talking about this. Like, you gotta talk through it yeah yeah i'm sure you're uh it went well on the whole naylor show i would imagine yeah. well you had a lot of guests did y'all have time to talk about the super bowl oh boom i <laughs> <laughs> think they were gonna let that slide <laughs> uh really enjoying the whole naylor show great conversation uh with ruff and mcneil and i like um i think it was you that pointed out like they sign off with the call and Ruff said, love you, Holt. And, and Holt says, love you, coach. And you're like, you didn't even play for this guy. Right. But that's like the the relationship you immediately get with Ruff and McNeil. So that was one of your kind of first impressions of him, right? Yeah. Yeah, what did really you think my, about it? My first impression, um, I mean, I've kind of like heard what Holt would tell me, um, just kind of when explaining briefly like the history of ECU and the football program. But what a genuine dude. Um, talk about a fun interview where he was just – super genuine obviously he answered everything perfectly uh he was open and up front holton tossed at him like a couple hard questions that i don't think 
I mean, maybe he thought he was going to get as those, but um, just overall, just a great guy, nice guy, and, and definitely just kind of a coach that's there for the players, you could tell. How, how are you enjoying learning about the past of ECU football? Because you were only here for two years, but how are you enjoying learning the history with Ruffin McNeil, Shane Carden, and some other guys? You're the guys you're having tomorrow. The guys you're having tomorrow with the number one and two all-time receptions leaders in NCAA with Justin Hardy, Say Jones. How are you enjoying learning about the history of ECU football? Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm forever going to be passionate about ECU football. You know, this is a place where like I want to take my kids to come watch games someday so um, definitely going to be a pirate for life and so the more I learn the better uh, and boy my random sports brain uh, I did a crowd pop Jack when I heard you talking about Timmy Chang um, we I just looked it up we're the same age but I remember watching him sling it around so he recruited you is that what you said yeah so he was the tight ends coach at the University of Nevada uh, and he was recruiting my teammate in high school um, who went with me and he was on scholarship and he offered me a walk-on. He came to watch my friend uh, during one of our games and ended up offering me a walk-on after that. And uh, so we maintained a relationship the whole time and and uh, I ended up going there and we had a great relationship the whole time. He's at Hawaii, the head yeah. coach now. Really hope um, he can win there. That'd be cool. Yeah, he's talk about a great dude. Like Coach Ruff is just like, he was someone that was always in my corner. Um, you know what, like, I don't know if people know how football means work, but you watch practice, you watch film or whatever, head coach gets up there and just starts asking what people are thinking on different subjects and stuff like that. And that was the guy that always go to battle for me um, and, and definitely is a big piece of where I'm at today. Timmy Chang only threw for 17,000 yards and 117 touchdowns yeah. in his college career. Uh, I mean, those were such fun. Was that June Jones, I think, the head coach there? Uh, during that time with Chang in Hawaii, I believe so. Uh, but yeah, that's a, a legendary name. And again, being at his alma mater, uh, turned it into five wins last year from three the previous year. So yeah, and they went to they went to battle with Stanford and Vanderbilt, some pretty historically good schools in football. Um, and like they showed, like they for sure improved. So I'm and you said future guest on the pod. Yeah, we're gonna get him on for All right, sure. Good deal. Sweet. Uh, Jack Powers joining us, Pirate Radio Studios, Holt Naylor Show coming up on Thursday. They got Shane, uh, Justin Hardy and Zay Jones. And I gave Holden props for the, the Jungle Fever segment. I said, that's a brilliant idea. He gave you credit for that. Yeah. Uh, kind of when we just started talking about the podcast, uh, I was thinking about what East Carolina fans and the people here are so passionate about. And obviously one of those things is baseball. Um, and you could just see that with the excitement with the season around the corner. And the jungle specifically has always stood out to me. My first spring here was um, when they went to the Super Regional with Texas. Yeah. And so I got to see that environment. And that was like the first time in my college career where I kind of got to be like a student and a fan of something. <laughs> and so it was so much fun. And that kind of stood out to me. So I was like, you know what? Maybe we can interview someone on the other team because it's going to attract a lot of views. A lot of people want to hear about the people coming to town. And it's not like football where they're here for a game. You don't get to interact. They're going to be here for a whole weekend, and you're going to get to interact with them because they're 10 feet in front of you and can hear you. So uh, I came up with that. and Awesome. We sent it out there, and we were like, give us some name suggestions. Someone hit us with the jungle fever, and I like that, so we ran with it. Uh, check that out coming up Thursday on the Holton Naylor Show ahead of East Carolina and Ryder coming up. You can be able to uh, go to some games this yeah, weekend? Yeah, I think I'm going on Friday. Um, looking forward to seeing people there. I think, honestly, if, if you listen into the podcast, you might be able to hear the left fielder's girlfriend's name. I don't know if you're into chirping. Ooh. I don't want to get too personal and start throwing strays. 
but he made the mistake. That is a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if this I don't know if this left fielder probably not has never been to Clark LeClaire Stadium. But as you go through the season, I was telling Holton this, you'll probably interview some left fielders that have been in this environment before and you'll be able to talk about maybe some good experiences or bad experiences because I mean those the guys in left field, a guy we'll talk to tomorrow on this show, Jared Plummer, uh, at ECU Jungle on Twitter or X if you will if you will. Uh, they, they they keep it classy. And I feel like a lot of left fielders have had some pretty good experiences despite having a lot of you know words said to them. So I, there should be some good stories coming up with some experienced left fielders in Clark LeCurse Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And on the podcast Twitter, we kind of reach out and, and ask if people have any questions they want to ask. And someone from the Rowdies, the Rowdy and Wrights uh, group out there, okay. the right field uh, people, they said, uh, make sure you just tell them, like, 99% of us love the banter and love having fun, and it's all just, like, for the love of the game. There's always going to be that 1% of college yeah. students that take it out of hand and take too far. Yeah. So uh, we apologize in advance for that, but looking forward to having you and wish you the best of luck. And so I told them that, and uh, kind of just like what you said, like, for the most part, just for the love of the game, part of the environment, and really what makes this place special. But there's always there's always that risk we run with college students. Jack Powers joining us. Jack, uh, what did you think when you saw the Tim Douse news this morning uh, going to Pitt? I'm happy for him. I'm stoked for him. Uh, you know, we all want to do what's best for our, our own situation. Yep. And, and, of course, when you become a dad and a husband, you want to do what's best for your family. Um, so I, I went up there and, and talked to him for a little bit, and I'm sure I'll see him before he leaves. But honestly, like, I, it was weird. I kind of felt sad. <laughs> I, I called my dad on the way home, and like, <laughs> it was just kind of a really weird moment for me. I don't know. Like, I'm done playing, so it's not like I might not be in Greenville after the semester, too. So it's not like I was going to be seeing him on the regular. But just talk about an influential guy uh, in my life, and I'm definitely grateful. Like, I'm glad I came to East Carolina to be coached by Coach Tim Doust. Uh, so Pitt's getting a good one. And uh, just overall great coach, better man. So, what's a Tim Dow story that you can tell on the air? Don't tell it if you can't say it on the air. But what's a Tim Dow story? Oh, Maybe put, him yelling at you, or I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I mean, I'd always listen because he he was a big like mental toughness guy. Like he is he was a pretty gritty guy. Um, he's also a, a very lovable and loving guy, especially to his wife and his three daughters. So so you see a completely soft side with him when he picks up the phone in a meeting. But then when he puts that phone down, he goes back to ripping someone during film. Yeah. But um, I kind of started, uh, I was watching this Jocko on YouTube, like little clip, like a minute 30, and it's just, it's almost like a David Goggins type of dude, like some mm-hmm. psycho guy almost. And I sent it to him one time, and that became like one of his terms, like for the whole time. And it was like talking about when situations go bad and things are going bad, like good. You have the opportunity to learn from it. You have the opportunity to grow from it and stuff like that. So we'd be in like the most serious moment and he would just be like, good, right, Jack? And I'd be like, uh, yeah. Like he'd just kind of like just bring you into something. He's very jokeful. Meetings were always so fun with him. I don't know if everything's appropriate, but that's awesome when you're in a group with 21. The inappropriate stories will be on the whole Naylor show on future <laughs> episodes, so tune into that. Jack, keep up the great work with the podcast, man, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow's edition dropping at noon. Yep, stay tuned. Going to be a great episode. Uh, one of my favorites of the recent episodes we've dropped for sure, so tune right. in. Jack Powers joining us, Pirate Radio Studios. We will take a break, come back. When we return, P. Mace, Patrick Mason, will join us. Hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks. Got some ECU baseball over-unders for the 2020 season we'll uh throw out some of those talk some pirate hoops east carolina 
Got a great shooting performance from Brandon Johnson and company over the weekend. They'll be back at it Thursday night, so we'll talk Pirate Hoops, a little football as well when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price swings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at UniversitySportswearENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. And as we head back into the show clip, I've got a little bit of ECU baseball news for you. As it just came out uh, just a little while ago, maybe about in the last uh, 10, 15 minutes, our buddy, Pirate Radio intern, DB, Danny Beal, has been named one of 73 pitchers to the 2024 NCBWA Stopper of the Year watch list. This is the fifth straight season that a Pirate has been included on that list, by the way. Now back to you. Got to keep your eyes on that, DB. Hey, I said he was going to be the not the breakout player, but uh, my... Cy Young. Cy Young, that's it. Cy Young for ECU baseball. Stopper. Well, look what the cat dragged in. Patrick Mace. P Mace joining us. That's a big cat too. The the big cat. <laughs> P Mace joining us. Patrick, how you been, man? Been pretty good. What about you guys? Been we've been uh, we've been hanging in there. Yeah, that's good. Been busy, man. This morning we were talking to football coaches. Mike Schwartz. And a lot that, going on. And we got baseball around the corner. Tomorrow we'll talk to Cliff Godwin and some players. Yeah, so, exciting time, and then and baseball all weekend with basketball on Sunday. Yep, women's basketball tonight well, on the road. But so I got some over unders, but I want to bring in Brandon Manning for that at five o'clock. So Patrick's going to hang out with us a couple of segments here, and then at five we'll knock out the over unders, and then we'll let you leave. That sounds because, good. Because uh, can we talk about why you got to leave? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. What, what do you what do you got to do? I got to make some dinner tonight. Yeah, little, uh, tonight. Yeah, soup. Cooking, nope. uh, cooking for the lady. Yep, the yep. lady friend. How long you been with this lady friend? Uh, a couple of years now. Man, so, yeah. I'm gonna make. You guys want to know the dinner menu? Yeah, I would love. I'm to gonna make some yeah. chicken parm mm. with some some noodles, and I gotta find something green, maybe like a broccoli or something. But I don't really need the greens. But you know, why not just like a fresh salad? That might be the play. Yeah, I have one of those like bag Caesar salads. Yeah, you know, yeah, and those are super easy and really good. Get so. some croutons. Yeah, that, that's the move. Maybe a little so. uh, little cheese if you want to. Oh if yeah, not. I mean, but yeah, I always like try to think about. All right, I'm doing pasta tonight. What's the side? And there's not a ton of. Maybe there are. Maybe I need to expand my horizons. But I feel like there's not a lot of sides that yeah. go with a pasta dish. I'm with you. There's not much you can say. I'm pasta, and then what? You know, usually pasta is just the thing. Maybe yeah. like some sort of garlic bread. Oh, I don't even really need a side. Yeah, maybe yeah. some bread, a bread option. Um, 
I saw another entry for our best day of the year. John Moody, best sports day of the year, says the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, Coke 600, Indy 500, and usually the Pirates playing for an AAC title. Hmm. Pretty good day. John loves his racing. He loves his Pirates. You get it all in one there. Patrick, what is your what is the one best sports day of the year? It's probably one of those March Madness days where you just play hoops for like 12 straight hours. It is. I mean, that that's just, there's no breaks. There's always four games on at once. It's usually good weather at that time of year. So I'm going to have to pick that. My close second is probably opening day for baseball. I just I just love it. I'll watch any team. I'll grill up some dogs, watch, watch some baseball. I wish I had that baseball passion in me, but yeah, I don't. A lot of people just can't watch it on TV. Like, they love the sport, but it's just, you know, it drags. But I think last year the rule changes sped things up a little bit, so it made it a little easier to watch. I would say if you're in a pro town and your tradition is to go to opening day, I could see that being the, the day of the year, mm-hmm. definitely. Do you know uh, the name Tuffy Rhodes? Yes. I don't know why I know that, though. Uh, 1993? Look up Tuffy Rhodes, Tuffy Chandler. Rhodes. He was the Cubs random center fielder that hit three home runs <laughs> on opening day in 1993-ish. I was going to say that no matter what, I know he plays baseball because that's a baseball name if I've ever heard one. So what year did he do that? I mean, it's got to be pretty easily available to find. Uh, He played with the Cubs from 93 to 95. 93, good work. All right, so... You know something I'll random. Up, something random I like about baseball is that the entire season is played in the same calendar year. I really like that. Uh, it is a lot easier, especially like when we do trivia. Uh huh. And instead of saying ninety four, ninety five, or well, what year playoffs is this? Is this the twenty twenty three season or the January twenty four game? Really confusing with college football. Yes. When you talk about national champions. Uh huh. Yeah. Did they win it this year or since they played it on January seventh? You know, is it what is it? So even, I'm with you there. Even the Super Bowl. You know, it's like you win the Super Bowl in February, but the whole seat or most of the seasons, you know. What is it? September to December? Something like that. So, yeah, that's what I like about baseball. You got it for us, Chandler? I forgot what you wanted. <laughs> Tuffy Rhodes. When did he smack? 1994. 94. He hit uh, three. The first major leaguer ever to hit three home run, hit home runs in his first three at-bats of a season. And then you get everyone saying he's on pace for 400 homers. Oh, and, yeah. You know? Love that. Oh, yeah. You a fantasy guy? Uh, a little bit. I tried some fantasy baseball, but it's just the everyday lineup stuff. Yeah. It, it became too much for me. Uh, Mike P. loves a cold, rainy, stay-inside day with NFL wildcard Saturday plus college hoops. Great sports day. Yes. That's pretty good, Mike P. Yeah, those playoff games in the NFL when you got games on Saturday and Sunday and like two, three games a day, those are good days. Mike P. also says you throw in the sides with the pasta. That's a pretty good point. Like You could add broccoli to your, maybe not a chicken parm, but like I'm thinking an Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Newton says broccoli is great with a cream-based sauce on the side of a pasta dish. You can go with that. Yeah, that's probably why it works well in that Alfredo. Um, hmm. I never thought of just broccoli and cream sauce though together, like a little mixture. But that could you ever be got broccoli and cheese? Oh, yeah. Anyone? Yeah, that's how I had to eat it when I was a kid. My parents had to melt some cheese on it to get me to eat it. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe that's how I would eat broccoli. Because it's... Just, I, it's just kind of flavorless for the most part. I mean, I've, you can kind of taste it. But. I've said this. I go now peas, sweet peas in my chicken Alfredo instead of hmm. broccoli, hmm. and it is it adds a it adds a little taste to it. Yeah, I can see that. 
It's just hard. Peas are so hard to like stab. Like they always evade the fork, and then you got to get a spoon, and you can't really eat pasta with a spoon. Boy, we are talking about some real first world problems here. Yeah, we're we're pretty much on brand. <laughs> I can't get the peas with my fork. <laughs> I ain't eating this crap. <laughs> Uh, P. May celebrating with his lady friend. When are we going to uh, have her on the air? Ooh, that would be something. That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> what, where does she, uh, she live? Uh, she lives in Rocky Mount. Okay. Yeah. Where did you meet her? Um, just out and about, actually, in, out in Rocky Mount. I always am fascinated. I talk to these um, these sports guys that come through, our Zach Kaplan's and Luke Schwartz's of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be tough, man. To, I've lived here my whole life. I know everybody. So... I, I just I, I know people but like you're new to an area and you're single like they i've asked them about it like seriously they like do you do the online thing and they say yeah they do a little bit of that they would prefer to like just be out at a place mm-hmm. and meet someone but that's got to be tough yeah and especially just with you know this nature of this job you're always working nights weekends you know that's hard but yeah i mean i i prefer just being out there and you know scoping it out <laughs> chandler what oh we can't talk about that with you I scope. you're a scoper yeah i'm a scoper who knew you old telescope uh derek says has anyone wouldn't said derby day no it's a fun event but it lasts two minutes which is coming up soon and it's not like you can watch the pregame show for a bunch of horses you also got major league baseball that day anything else was that like early may yeah 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 nothing really um tyler said i asked about cheese on broccoli a while back and clip and mully roasted me really hmm. tyler boy that really stuck with you huh that you remember that eric says broccoli likes to creep uh, creep its way into flatulence okay enough eric <laughs> i feel like eric always ruins it yeah we had a good convo going somewhere in there he he finds a way to ruin it <laughs> Todd says fruit with pasta. Aye, I don't know about that. I I just like I don't like mixing salad. fruit with my food. Fruit's like a separate thing for me. I have a lot of vegetables now that I'm doing cooking. I never eat fruit anymore, but I always get fruit for my daughter. She likes she get bananas, strawberries, yeah. grapes, always apples, always on the list. And um, I'll steal a few grapes every now and then, but I do not. I don't eat hardly any fruit. I like bananas and blueberries, but frozen blueberries. You got to throw them in the freezer. Then you just pop them like candy. That, that's the move. I've never done that before. It might get you to eat them. Chandler, know. what's your relationship with fruit? Strawberries. Yeah. How do you eat them? Uh, and, um, and cantaloupe. Ooh. Cantaloupe is good. I love cantaloupe. I never, you know, I've never bought a cantaloupe myself and cut it up, but if it's there, I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. But I've never prepared a cantaloupe. I'm a, I'm a watermelon guy. Watermelon. That's like a summer thing. I've never yeah. seen like a watermelon out in the wild in December. Or what is it, February now? Yeah. You ever been to uh, the Watermelon Festival in Winterville? I have not. You're no. missing out, man. One, yeah. of the, one of the first real jobs I had was picking watermelons. Yeah? Yep. And like one of those like buses with the roof cut off? Yep. Oh, man. All right. Good segment. Yeah. Good segment. I thought so, too. Let's take a break. <laughs> Brandon Manning is thumbs up in there. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we return... Talk some pirate hoops. Yeah. Of the men's and women's variety. Let's do it. Because clamp down season is upon us. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, more to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. Yeah. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Talking food with P. Mace. Food. Sean in the house. (coughs) Be with you tonight. 8 o'clock, A.J. McMurphy's. Big game. Big respect game coming up tonight, Chandler. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. What did I say? I Great said, respect. If the Hornets beat the Pacers and Hawks back-to-back, I will respect. I will talk about them respectfully. Great amount of respect for them. I will not buy in. I will what not... does that entail? Like, What will you say about the Hornets? I'll say, just a ton of respect. I'll say, man, they're doing a pretty good job here lately. <laughs> I'll say that. They're doing pretty And what good. else? When you or Zach or somebody brings them up, I will not immediately scoff. I'll be like, yeah, it was a good game the other night. It was good to see them win. That's okay. a pain in the rear. Like, that is what I'm willing to do if they win tonight. Okay. I'll, and, and also, if they win tonight, at what point do I start taking a little credit for this? Because I had to unfollow them, bash them on the air <laughs> constantly. Because when they win now, people no, I see where Jack gets this. all in my face like, "Hey, did you see the Hornets win last night?" Yeah, yeah, I saw they're eleven and forty-one. That's good. Was that your intent? Is that what you th- is? Do you think I'm gonna just say this, Chandler? When I do something, there's a reason behind it. Okay, it might not be noticeable at first, but there's always a method you know, to the madness. When I saw you that night in Section 213 at an ECU basketball game, I watched you with my own two eyes unfollow the Hornets on X. And I will say that I thought, this, this right here is going to pay off. <laughs> One day. This is going to pay off. This yeah. is going to be the motivation they need. This is not just a man in his 40s unfollowing a sports team because they posted some guys wearing clothes showing up to the game. Mm. There's way more to it than that. Way more. You got computer problems? It just went to sleep. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, P Mace, Pirate Hoops. Pirate Hoops. Let's talk women's hoops. Three wins in a row. Yep. I'm going to be honest. Five out of six. I'm going to be honest with you. I wrote this team off, and there was a reason I did that. Did they write back? <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> uh, they have won three straight, including a blowout victory. Uh, at Wichita, and then more recently, a 14-point win against Charlotte. They got Rice tonight. So you look at these standings, and how about the logjam in the American? Yes. North Texas, 8-3. and three, UAB and Rice, 8-4. and four, Tulsa, Temple, and your East Carolina Pirates, 7-4. and four. East Carolina. Pirates, one game out of first, half game behind Rice. I'm going to call it a monster game tonight guys huge and there's like yeah like you said half that league is within what two games of first 
Yeah, you go down to uh, UTSA, who was six and five. So that is yeah, about half the league. Here. It is crowded, and yeah. So last game or last time they played Rice, Rice hit a bunch of threes on them and just kind of ran away oh, with that game. Yeah, here at home. Yep, day so, game. I want to say. Yeah. Man. So I mean, this time around, you know, we asked about it. Um, we asked Kim last time we saw her over the weekend, and she said, you know, obviously we're going to try to dial in defending that shot. But I mean, right now the, the women are playing great, great basketball. I mean, more more people are scoring. They're, the defense is kind of showing up again. So I think they just had to find themselves after losing some key players. Chandler, uh, can I talk to you off the air for a moment? Sure. <laughs> All right. Patrick, just hang out. <laughs> we got Patrick here, right? And can you show him a little respect when he's talking and listen to him? You're watching viral <laughs> videos on your phone. We're having a conversation, man. Okay, I got you. What are you watching on your phone that is so important? Uh, unfortunately, it's a tragic thing. Well, I, I get that, and I don't want. I'm not taking light of that situation. But can you li- use the phrase "dial in" a moment ago? Can you dial in with us? Sure. Just for the rest of the segment. Yeah, no problem. All right. Hey, can you tell them that I said I'm sorry? Yeah. You want me to wait till we're off there? <laughs> tell them as soon as. Yeah. No. Tell them when we get back on the air. All right. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live Clip Rock. Patrick Mason, Chandler Honeycutt, Locked Ditch. <laughs> <laughs> This son of a gun picked up his phone. It's good to see you guys again. I'm sorry, buddy. That's fine. It's fine. Chandler, you're excited about this too, though, right? That's why. That's why I was shocked to see you doing something else other than engaging in this women's basketball conversation. (laughs) Sorry. This might be the most... Well, I mean, there's only two... Well, I guess both basketball teams. There's other sports going on. But the women are probably the best team to watch right now. And why is... Why is that? Why is that? that? With the injuries to Johnson and Dennis, what have they done these past three games and really in this run, this stretch, their own, Patrick? And and who has stepped up? Yeah, so I'm going to say it right here. Bobby Smith's been playing point guard. Um, So Karina's moved over to like the off-ball guard, like a two-guard. Kind of frees her up to just shoot a little bit more and not have to bring the ball up every time. So that's been a huge um, improvement on offense, I think. And both the the Weiss twins are are scoring more, getting rebounds. and that kind of allows Amaya Joyner to do her her thing a little bit more. Um, but I think, especially offensively, moving Bobby Smith to the point guard position has really helped out. And on defense, they're just they're just playing better defense. They're just you know really getting into some teams more. I mean, for a while there, they weren't turning over teams at, at the clip they usually do. Um, so they're kind of buying in. I think Danae McNeil was saying she can see her teammates understand that, guys, we have to play good defense to do this. Well, and on that note, though, Patrick, we have talked, and you specifically have talked about lack of offense. So in this run they're on, 68-78, they scored 40 in a loss. They scored 56 in a win. 72-70. I mean, 70 is a mark where if, if yeah. ECU scores 70, They'll probably win 100% of their games, but at least like 85% of their games. Yeah, especially if that defense... I mean, if you look at how many points they've given up, I think, what, four games in a row, not more than 54? Yeah, 56, 51, 48, 54, yeah. Yeah, and you're happy with that, for sure. And Like you said, if you score 60, 70 points, you're going to win. And I think that offense has really opened up with Bobby at the the point. She's just... And look, who talked about Bobby going into this season more than me? Now, I was talking about Bobby Pettiford, (laughs) but... There's another Bobby. Yeah, I should have been talking about not not Bob Pettiford. <laughs> Bob, 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 hey Bob, Bob uh, hit a shot. Bob's doing a great job <laughs> with assist. Uh, let's get to men's hoops and Johnny Stats is in. Johnny Stats, what do you got? Johnny Stats says Jaden Walker is only the fifth Pirate in the last 51 years to have more than 12 assists in a game. 
the first pirate to do it i wish you weren't peeking uh, first pirate to do it since miguel paul miguel paul man you gotta go mm. back the uh, stats to consider yeah you know that was over 10 years ago that is crazy yeah that's insane and miguel paul he used to dish it out didn't you say 50 something years 51 the last pirate in only the fifth. Okay, in the, okay. In the last fifty one like, years, smokes. That, that is uh, <laughs> the math ain't mathing. Yeah, yikes. Uh, fifth pirate in fifty one years. Thank you, Johnny Stats, for that. Um, trying to go for the sweep against Wichita on Thursday night. It is possible. Wichita is not a good basketball team, and you, you know, get him at home this time. I know you got him on the road uh, there. I think it was a tight game, um, but. They're they're not they're not like what Wichita State usually is. Yeah, they went through some serious losing in that middle of the year, um, and they just haven't really recovered. Wichita State, one of the I looked this up for sports trivia, but I didn't use it. Maybe I'll use it in March. But one of the last I think three teams maybe to make it to the tournament undefeated. Yeah, and one year they did it. Oh yeah, that was a fun year. No, with, I hope this is Van Vliet, right? Yeah, Fred Van Vliet, yeah. Ron Baker. Mm-hmm. Now I know this is a new team, new coach for Wichita State, but last year you get the win on the road just like this year but then you lose at home uh 85 to 72 so mm. uh looking to uh not do that tomorrow night good stat yeah this i mean this is the the time to get them though this is if you want to start building something right now and toward the end of the year you got to get this home win um i mean seeing brandon johnson go off over Man. the weekend i mean that's like okay he's back because he scored like six six and three over his previous three games like that ain't cutting it so if you can get him going, and then you know I know RJ is going to score, and you know get some other guys in there, that's how you win. You just can't you know throw up these nothing games too many in a row. Did anybody else uh, have a little shell shock watching that game? I I just used that incorrectly. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you turn on the TV and you're seeing a wall behind the basket. Yeah, that oh, that, yeah. that was weird. That arena was that very freaked strange. me out. It was just odd. Like it. It looked like the gym place. we played in, Chandler, <laughs> at Temple. Um, like the high school. Though. I guess sight lines were good, though. Yeah. Maybe that's why they give up so many freaking points. Everybody goes in there and... It's, it's possible. They're like, we're in a high school gym. We're back in school where yeah. we were like the best player on the court. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, Jamie says, if you have twins on a team, I think you automatically do well. It's like a rabbit's foot. It Maybe. for I'll, I'll be honest. So it took a while for them to get acclimated. Like There are times when Coach McNeil was at the post-game press are saying you know we got to get them going there's no reason they shouldn't be scoring 10 points a game i mean they're 6-3 and 6-4 whatever it is like you got to be some dominant post players with amaya join in there this this team can should dominate just about everybody you know the martin twins did really good at nc state did they i just thought of the first twins they did good at their second stop in nevada the other wolf pack other wolf pack wolf. Yeah. uh how's iowa doing patrick uh they're they're okay I, I've honestly I watched the women's more than the men. They still got that butt head coach. Mm-hmm. Yep, Fran McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but honestly I've been watching the women, Iowa basketball. They oh, just got beat uh, by Nebraska the Caitlin other day. Clark. Yeah, because she was chasing the um NCAA scoring record. Um I think she needed thirty nine and she needed like eight points in the fourth quarter and didn't is, score. <laughs> is she recovering from that bump? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think she's she's just fine. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Patrick, you ready to ask Cliff Godwin some tough questions this weekend? Oh, yeah. You know it. It looks like they got more righties in the, the lineup. Well, hopefully they're not tough questions. Hopefully East Carolina's getting it done this weekend against Ryder. We'll see. We will see. I like, I like the uh, pitching rotation. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I kind of had a feeling Hunter would be there on Sunday. Hey, you've seen him do it before. Yeah, and he added a lot last year. I really liked what I saw, that jump from freshman year to his sophomore year. Who is your offensive MVP, and then who is your Cy Young pick for this year? <laughs> Cy Young. It's got to be your savage Cy Young pick. Um, offensive MVP, probably Jacob Starlin. What is, I mean, what is that, man? Just the... That's my question. He's, he's merging without signaling is what he's doing. <laughs> you are in my lane. Uh, Starman. Why Starman? I just think he's going to have a lot of opportunities from just where he bats. Dude. And I really, Where's he going to bat? I'd say two, Who's going to lead off? I don't know. Um, I, I guess I don't know if I like Starling leading off. I just think he has that power. He's no, like no, no. I'm not right. saying he should. I'm, it's a legitimate question. Who's going to lead off for the Pirates on Friday? Um, I could see it being a funky Cunningham, honestly. Yeah. Cliff likes to get funky with it. He does. I mean, those, those on-base guys are huge up top. I mean, I think instinctively I would say, you know, Riley Johnson if, or Luke Nowak, but th- he also loves batting those guys 8-9. I think Riley over. Johnson makes sense. Yeah, just to turn over the lineup. But I think Starr is going to be up there, and he's going to have – I mean, he's got power. He's ducks got opportunities. Yep, ducks on the pond. All right. I'm sorry I took your question. No, you're not. You you asked it and smiled at me the entire time. How are you going to say you're sorry? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have smiled if I didn't see you staring at me with a death stare. But, I mean, it was a, a BS move. You admit that. Taking the peas right off his plate. I just I felt like you were about to ask it, so I jumped right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you got me. All right, we're going to get you one more segment, and then we'll let you get home and cook your chicken parm. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we return, B-Man, Brandon Manning will join us. I've got over-unders. Woo-woo. How many wins will the Pirates have this year? How about 90. conference wins? How about what Pirate hits the, uh, the most home runs? How many home runs will that be? We'll look back at last year's numbers and uh, talk about what we think will be this year's numbers for ECU baseball when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings as well from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I love when Brandon comes in. You always put a smile on my face, Brandon. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. B-Man. Brandon Manning is here. Let's introduce him properly. More oh, man. Time. We always forget. I always forget. Shirley, do we have that? I thought we were going to retire that RIP style. Um, Hold on Keith. one second. I need... Why did you think that? We hadn't talked about one, that. Give me one I second. I thought you were your stand-up guy, and I figured you were... We honor him. We'll honor Toby Keith. Do you want a new intro song? I don't care. It's Toby. Toby Keith. Honor Toby Keith. What's your favorite Toby Keith song? 
the mm. one we're about to sing? No, no, no. I would... Because uh, that's mine. I would say my list of things to do today. Never heard that one. It's a great song. Patrick, you're not a country guy. No, not really. Do you have a Toby Key song you like? I, I can't even pull one. I'm sure if I heard it, you I'd be like, yeah, I know that song. Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Brought to you. I used to be All right, here. Right. When I was a younger man, now my body says, oh, you can't do this, boy. But my body says, oh, yes, you can. I ain't as good as I once was. That's just the cold, hard truth. I still throw a few back, talk a little smack, but I'm feeling bulletproof. So don't double talk every now, because I'd have to call your bluff. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. There you go. Thank you, Charlie. Um, To know the kind of guy Brandon is, he wanted an intro song. We made him one. Everybody complained about it being too long, so we sped it up. Now he complains. Like this guy just never stops complaining. That's a great intro. You're doing a heck of a job. All right, B man, you fired up. I am pumped. Game week. Your time of the year, right? Yes. Break out the grill. Break out the. What are we cooking Friday? I. All right. Full disclosure. I will not be in town for the opening weekend of I baseball. I fraud, have, fraud alert. No, fraud not a alert. Pirate, not a true Volley, Volleyball tournament uh, for my daughter takes precedence. We're uh, I guess. Washington, D.C. volleyball tournament. You are all over the place with this volleyball. Whew. But that's mm. good. That's awesome. You're a good family man. Um, <laughs> so what are we cooking for the Carolina game? Oh, yes. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. What y'all want to have? We'll talk about it next week. Uh, Kaz says, very nice to see Brandon. Who? Uh, Kaz. Hey, Kaz. Hey, bud. <laughs> Jack says, Starman's going to lead off. Who's going to lead off? Uh, Star. Tomorrow? You think so? Uh, well, no, 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 no. Let's go Nowak leading off, Star hitting second. All right. That's kind of how I had it drawn up. But I, I could totally see Star's, you know, leading off. I, well, I could see Cliff it, Could you not that. see anybody leading off, though? Like Carter Cutting? I, I could see what Cliff. So he did that a few years ago. Packard, uh, who yeah. was your best on-base guy, hit leadoff yep. for a little bit. And, and then, you know what? It's, it's such a fluid thing the first three weeks. You play so much baseball, you don't know who's going to see grip, see the pitching in a game time and be better. Because once you lace it, lace it up on Friday, you know – the pitchers aren't throwing to – it's not purple gold anymore. I mean, we're, we're talking real baseball. Somebody's going to step up and do something that Cliff hadn't seen all year long and completely changes mind on who should be starting. So What we see on Friday, we might not see again this on year. On Saturday. Yeah you, yeah, you definitely might not see it Saturday or Sunday. All right, we got to get P-Mace out of here, so let's do this. Uh, Brandon, I wanted to get you in on this. We're going to go over-unders uh, for the season and a few questions I'm going to ask about individual players. Uh, but we'll start simply with wins. The Pirates had 47 wins last year. I'm putting the over-under at 49 and a half. All right. I'm adding a few wins. So this does include postseason. So how many postseason wins did the Pirates have? In the AAC tournament. Okay, yeah, that's right, the tournament. In yeah. Clearwater. They won they, like four. Good God, they, they played they a lot win, of they games. They had to win back three. Yeah. They won four games in that tournament. They won two more in a regional, so six in the postseason. They had four, so that makes 41. Mm. All right, so wins over under 49 and a half. I'm going to go under. Okay. Mm. I'm going under. I really think it's going to be 49. Yeah, what number are you sitting on, Patrick? I'm going to go with 46. 
Okay. That that was pretty good. That that was that was a, that's a very good number, but it all depends on if we oh. if we have that one trap weekend like right. we don't we start off 0 and 3 this weekend, we don't What you're going to find, yeah. Brandon, is I'm very good at setting numbers. Okay. I'm not good at picking numbers, <laughs> but setting them, I'm I got really you. good at that. I got you. Conference. Under. Remember this last year, Patrick, ECU was like whatever and what 21 and 3 for like yeah. three straight four straight years or something last year bad year in the conference they were 18 and 6 <laughs> actually they were really good in conference they struggled midweek um i said the over under at 19 and a half over so it sounds like from that brandon you think we're gonna lose a few midweek games against good opponents but take care of business in conference mm-hmm. Patrick? 19 and a half. 19 and a half. I'm going to go under, and I'm going to say 19. Yeah, right around that 18, yeah. 19. Mark. I think they're going to crush this conference. And that's what I, yeah. Aaron Fitz said the conference is a little better with the new teams and old teams out. The conference may be better, but I think it's a sort of a, a false narrative, if you will, that those teams that don't really have the best strength of schedule they're coming up they play more of the yankee teams coming down that aren't that good your rappahannocks if you will your queen's college that comes down they play all those guys because that's who they can schedule um i think that their schedules have so many wins um that it's sort of bloated you're talking about the other teams in in our league so even if you do beat them it's not Mm going to help you much in the rpi Mm -hmm. later okay fair enough uh the home run leader on this team will have how many home runs i don't need an individual right now i just need a number over under 17 and a half last year josh moylan led it with 15 14 be the most we have this year yeah but i'm going under i'm, I'm probably yeah, might even gonna say 13 now mm. i think we're gonna have a lot of guys with 10 right yeah i almost asked that how many guys will have double digit home runs so last year wilcoxon just missed it uh you had starling moylan amac and where is Cal- he had nine so we had two with nine so you could see maybe five six guys having double digit i think uh-huh. i think that's going to be the uh the identity of our offense i really do i think we're not going to have that uh tommy tanks guy up there with 20 but i think we're going to have several guys danny doubles danny, yeah sitting yeah. around like Sammy 12 singles. or 10 you yeah know, something like that how about troy yeah. triples <laughs> no, definitely not okay who will lead the team in dingers guys i'm gonna say wilcoxon Mm, all right. That's I will. Uh, that's I'll let you have Wilcoxon. Okay, that w- that would have been my one one right there. I am gonna go first base. It's gonna be a first baseman. I was just I thinking. I don't know how many ABs like Clanch gets, but I, he's a home run guy. He's a home run guy, and I really want to say Cam Clanch, but I don't know what position he's gonna play. He had a home run like every five at bats last year. Yeah, in limited time, but he, you know, when he gets a hold of it, it's going. I could see Cunningham being a monster I, I got, doubles guy this yeah. year. Yeah, I got Cunningham. All right, but I wanted Wilcoxon. Hey, I just didn't get him in the draft. All right, I'm gonna put an asterisk by. Like right Starling's there. gonna be sneaky up there, and like I feel like we keep forgetting about uh, JJC. Like I he, know. he has that primed like. JJC needs to stay healthy. Right. Down year for him last Which was an year. awesome year. But here's still, the thing. We have two ca- We had basically one catcher because yeah. McChrystal couldn't hit. And I think McChrystal is poised for a, a 10 home run year. All right. Especially the way he's swinging. As long as his back stays good. Average. Uh, team leader in average. Over under 330. I bumped that up quite a bit. Last year it was 318 uh, with Barini and Wilcoxon. Over. 330. Over 330? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say over as well. All right, and who will that be, guys? Give me star on that. 
I think Starr's going to cut down on the strikeouts and have a great uh, great year. I'm going to go Barini. I think he does it again. I think he's got a good stick of just. I didn't realize he was 318 last year. Yes. And I think in another year under his belt, I think that could help him. All right. Stolen bases leader. I'm going to bump this up a little bit too. Uh, Last year's leader at stolen bases was Noak with 20. We also had Starling at 19. Big Hoove had 13. I'm going to go 22 and a half. Hmm. Can we get three more from our leader? I'm going to say no because Uh, we hit and run so much okay that's a good point and i think last year when they stole bases it was very situationally they just picked good times so i'm gonna go under as well who will lead the team no what i'm gonna say that to you no all right i just um so dang fast (laughs) oh i did ask this question i told you i'm a great question asker what pirates will hit double digit home runs will wilcoxon yes wilcoxon that's my vote will carter cunningham yes will jacob starling yes yes will jc yes will dixon williams no no will mccrystal i'm gonna say will no. clunch a lot of a lot of these are like how many at bats you know like, i feel like we're yeah. talking about a lot of seven or eight home run guys though right like i think the team total could be pretty decent spread around i think we're gonna have 75 as a team wonder if i could get how many we had last year brando um i well, think guess how many we had last year is it, 75 is it 75 can we get seven i'm setting the over under 75 and a half let's go over all right i'll go over <laughs> but, uh, i'm gonna say six guys with double digit home runs all right this is a uh a tricky one our wins leader this year <coughs> i'm going over under nine and a half last year trey savage led the team with seven yeah i think he's over but we had two relievers with six and carter spivey didn't he miss That's two that. games in the middle for like a blister on his hand or something? You savage. Yeah, yeah. He had like that arm. They did kind of yeah, rest his yeah. arm. So I'm saying over on that. And will it be you savage? And it will be you savage. Okay, uh, Patrick. I'm gonna go under and just say I think nine is the the top. <clears throat> will it be you savage? Yes. It's tricky with East Carolina. It is because you run in those bullpen guys. It could be a DB, it could be a wide lunch for Shinkman, and just or it, you know, it could be a root. If Jake Hunter really settles into that Sunday role, ECU is going to score so many runs on right. Sunday facing their third guy. Hunter could find himself with a bunch. Now DB is going to have the most appearances. Can you wait? Oh, no, sorry. No, Next no. question: Appearances oh, later. <laughs> Over under thirty four and a half. It was a nuts year the year before with. Um, a sailor oh yeah he pitched was every 38 day. or something <laughs> yeah. so last year db led the team with 31 i'm gonna go 34 and a half this year for appearances because he didn't start off the year throwing as much as he did he earned right. that right i feel like two and maybe i'm wrong but maybe cliff tried to avoid a sailor from the previous year situation because gonna... db had 31 shink had 28 landing again 26 kind of spread them around a little more maybe i'm gonna say under because we have some more depth that we didn't right. have last year so i'm gonna say under okay i'm gonna go over just to just and to kind of be that guy but I, I think DB. yeah i just think you get to, always you get to that point in the middle of the year toward the end of the year where you just a guys you just trust them and you're gonna yeah. ride them all the time and, and, it, you just, and it's gonna get to a point where like hey i need one out just hey db give yep. me one out mm-hmm. strikeouts leader uh last year the team leader in strikeouts by far was trey savage with 105 i'm gonna bump that up to what the strikeouts leader this year have over under 114 and a half did i go too high should i make it 109 and a half 
I think whatever you put it at, I'm going to go over. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. I think if he's healthy, he's he's going to get a million strikeouts. Hmm. One fourteen, Brandon. Can he get ten more than he did a year ago? If he's got two more wins in him, then yeah, yeah. 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 Like you said, yeah. if he stays healthy he stays and he makes healthy. those two starts, maybe yeah. he gets eight, nine more. Is there a pitcher on this list, um, Brandon Patrick, that makes a jump here, strikeouts wise? So Root had fifty four. Is he a contact guy? Is he's just not going to get a lot of strikeouts? I think he's going to pitch more innings. Danny had sixty five. Josh Groves not here anymore. At seventy nine. Spivey had sixty eight. So Shankman's going to have more. Shankman, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. good call. He had forty nine last year. He, he's going to. I see him having sixty. 62 62 okay. this year all right yeah I, I like that call too saves leader and boy did they spread it around last year <laughs> trey savage had a save carter spivey had a save db had three shank had two gin had two hunter had one root had one. Oh, that was early okay uh tyler brott had one Jaden winter had one <laughs> so i put the over under at six and a half uh man I'm going to go under. Didn't, his, just, didn't he name a closer? No. Uh, but but DB has been closing out a, a lot of scrimmages, Chandler. We saw him close out the one we went to. And then I saw he did it a couple other Josh times. Thomas posted on X of him striking out Barini to close one. But out. him and Austin Knight, uh, Cliff and Austin Knight have said, Brandon, you know this, that if they need their best guy in the bottom of the top of the seventh. They're putting him in. They're putting him in. Uh, so... Which saves is kind of a dumb stat anyway. It is. Well, I mean, the, clo- the closer role, even in the pros, is sort of not even because you have more of a, you know, situational guys now. Yeah. And I think that's how Cliff's, Cliff's been approaching the last few years. So I'm saying under six and a half. All right. And who will be the saves leader this year? Danny Beal. I might say Shankman. Shank. Yeah. I, I, I just think Beal is going to be utilized a lot in those roles you said earlier. Yeah. Patrick, you got to run. We'll let you out. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, appreciate it. Brandon, hopefully I'm all right. Chicken parm. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. What are you cooking for Hannah? We're going out to dinner. Uh, I was able to secure a uh, nice place to uh, at a decent time. I think I'm going to the Cafe Duo. Are they a sponsor? Uh, They're not. They're not. They should be. I'll talk to them tonight. Yeah. Did Uh, you put in a good (laughs) word? Give them my number. Yeah. (laughs) Brandon Manning, uh, stick around. We'll talk more baseball with you, okay? Yep. 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 Cool. Thanks, guys. P Mace, thank you, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Hope it ends uh, with a nice hug from the lady friend. <laughs> good luck. Thanks, Take man. a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's in downtown Washington is the place to shop for all of your clothing needs. 
Whether it's the great collection of men's suits and sport coats, the beautiful dresses and casual attire for women, or the new collection of barber outerwear for both men and women, Russell's has you covered. Russell's clothing has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for over 40 years. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. And the Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open seven days a week with live music every night with the best lineup of bands on the weekends and ladies get in free. Sunday Fun Day is still rolling with free pizza all day with cornhole tournaments starting at 3 o'clock. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram for the latest on the music lineups and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Brandon Manning, fellow Conley Viking. Good to see a Conley Viking get a walk-off in softball yesterday, God, she hit that. She was a stud. I remember uh, watching her when I was coaching in middle school. She went. She was playing at the same middle school, and there was two girls, and they were hitting bombs in middle school. And I was just like, man, these girls are just unreal. And she's still just, just teeing off. Big, big uh, A-B and a bases-clearing walk-off for Anna Sawyer as uh, softball 7-0 and to start the year. Great start. We'll hope the baseball Pirates can get off to a great start coming up uh, on Friday. And Brandon talked to Cliff Godwin on Monday and said both in the field and on the mound there were decisions to be made. And talked about Jake Hunter being the Sunday starter. Said that, you know, Wyatt could start. I mean, we got guys in the field and the mound that would start for a lot of teams in the country. Uh, but said he hopes that why will embrace that role of his name being called a lot out of the bullpen like we know danny beals will um but i'm interested to see what they do midweek with the starters and cliff wouldn't really give me a concrete answer on that as far as what their their decision will be you know uh starters on the midweek with cliff has been evolving all the time he never he never is like hey you're my wednesday guy or you know what's going on but what what he does is he gets a lot of his younger guys innings whether it be productive hey we're up by 10 down by 10 or just hey let's see how this young man reacts to in a 3-1 game against the lineup and see if they can go through the lineup two times and he does a very good job with that for midweek games so that's why it's never really cliff never really ever designated that one guy that says hey you're, yeah. you're the weekend guy was root that guy early on last year i think he started off and then there was an injury and then he popped into the weekend guy, and I think he's pretty much cemented himself there now. I've seen Pirate fans, Brandon, say that at least – what do you think of if you didn't start your Savage, say, against Ryder and started him against – it would be Campbell in this case. But what if you had a big midweek game coming up? Would you toy around with that or, or keep it like it is? No. Set yeah. it. Let's see. What, this is not for a one game. Cliff doesn't play for a one game. We play for the long haul. We want to get as many quality wins, um, or if this is basketball, quad one wins, if you will, so we can host a regional. And then we have the ability to host a super regional. That's that's what we go after every year. That's what we want to do. And we need as many quality wins as we can get. So that's, I guess, thinking about it like that, hey, it'd be nice to be the ACC team. And Zavitz gives us the best chance. If we have an off weekend, hey, maybe rest him for a few days and throw him midweek, and that'll be his bullpen for the week or so. You know, different ways you can do it during yeah. a, a long, long baseball season. Um, as far as the field goes, he said, because I said, hey, I, I've heard all off season about Bristol Carter. Can't wait to see him uh, in center field. And he said, well, um, 
in a normal circumstance he would be our center fielder but riley johnson is back healthy and is on an absolute tear and you can't keep him out of the lineup right now so it sounds like it's going to be jc and right johnson in center and Nolak in left to start things i like that that's a very fast um and experienced outfield yeah um, they they know what to do out there. They know the the nooks and crannies of Clark Leclerc. They know where the ball is going to carry. They know where it's not going to carry, and I like it. Uh, ba- baseball brand like once you hit because it sounds like Cliff's ready for opening day. These guys we talked to certainly are. Baseball is not like a a sport like football and basketball where you get hyped up where you got a guy like hitting you in the face and then you got to or is it like how, how do you treat an opening day if you're a team? Do you do you get hype for game one out of 60 or whatever, or do you stay low-key? You know, what, what's it like for the team? I mean, that's, that's depending on the person. I was the kind of person. I was I was up for every game. I was ready to go. I mean, I'm just just, – just, So you I was like I had, I was, I had football re- player. I had like Red Bull before Red Bull going through me, I felt like, man. It was just great. I just love being out there. Let's just go out at 110 every pitch, every bat, you know, whatever. Um, that's – probably why i could play in today's baseball i mean because you know hey man you can't dive through a wall every time you know you you do not have to try to you know slide head first through people every time you get to third base and i mean a lot of these guys are treating it hey it's a it's a marathon yeah let's let's just not let's go 95 95 95 and I mean, I, that's just not the way I was wired, or a lot of the guys that come through with me were wired. They want to go at it. I mean, Shane Matthews was a, a maniac. I mean, he he just loved to get after it. But you know, like a Jason Knights or a Scott Andrews, they were like more low key, but they were lefties. So I mean, they, they were different weirdos. Yeah, Scott, Scott's cool cat. <laughs> Southpaw psychos. Um, I, yeah, it, you're right. It does depend on the guy. I feel like the veterans on the team are, are going to be at this point more. Hey, we got a lot more fish to fry. It's not all about this one game, one you know. So as a pitcher, if you go and get amped up and you're throwing 100 percent in the first inning, you're not going to last the whole game. So like pitchers probably don't need to do that. But a uh, outfielder, yeah, man, go after it. Play so that's more. why the closers are more psychos Jeez. than the starters most of the time. Like Max Scherzer is a psycho. He's a he's a, he's like a closer that starts and can throw eight that, innings. That's right. That's but right. there's not a ton I would say like him. No. Whereas your closers animal. are more, you know, your John Rockers of the world. What was that guy? What was the guy that pitched for the Braves a little bit? He was like before the, our time. Yeah, the yeah. animal. The, yeah, I've been watching a lot of his YouTube videos. <laughs> uh, Jamie says, "Did Brandon Manning have a massive impact on ECU baseball?" Would he say? Mm, no. Here's what I'll say. Brandon's uh, two or three years younger than me. I always knew him coming up. He was a good ball player, a very good ball player. But Brandon, I would imagine you are and were a great clubhouse guy. You need a Brandon Manning on the team. So I I went somewhere else first, uh, transferred back to ECU. I wasn't promised anything. I was told that I'd have a chance to do this, and then I got hurt and could never do any of that. So I was given the options to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and uh, make the team better. So, yes, I was – if somebody needed to be picked up, you know, we, there was a running joke one time. Uh, Jake Jake Smith was Johnny Bench Award that year. I think he went like over for one game. That's my favorite. That, that's what your story should be. I would have played, but I was behind Jake Smith. He, I mean, the dude was ten times better than I'll ever be. <laughs> You know, yeah. and um, he was a stud, and I mean, he had a pro 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 type body. 
Um, great bat. I think he hit 14 bombs that year. Just unreal behind the plate. Great leader. Um, but one day he was down. He was like, man, what's watching? I said, hey, man, it's all about positivity, right? I said, think to yourself. At least I'm not Brandon Manning. <laughs> and, like, and it was like, and everybody, everybody around started laughing. I was like, and everybody's like, yeah, at least you're not Manning. So I was like, hey, yep, guys, think about it like that. Hey, so you know what? You're, you're right. right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you, you get Brandon uh, in the clubhouse uh, talking up guys, your your enthusiasm. You, you got to have one of these guys on the team if you well, want to have success. You know, and I play for Mully. Uh, everybody knows Coach uh, Coach Mike Mullis comes Bob. on here. Uh, let me tell you. Hey, and, hey, um, great and was, pull was, hitter. Couldn't hit one backside if his life depended on it. That's uh, back then. That was right. And then when I finally learned how to hit a breaking ball, they started throwing this thing called a split finger. And boy, that's nah. I'm good. <laughs> I'll go fishing. I learned how to use a buzz bait. <laughs> There's the uh, the sto- the thirty for thirty for Brandon Manning. Yes. <laughs> now it's awesome that you get the guys laughing. Just don't do a Derek Anderson and get people laughing down eight runs. No, 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 no. You got to pick your spots. <laughs> I mean, I was. You, you, if you're a clubhouse guy and you know you're 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 probably going to be a better coach than you were a player at that point in time. There's no need to be a cancer. Cancers kill more teams than anything, man. I mean, you, you got to you got to bring something to the table to make everybody around you better. And I uh, love this group of guys on this ECU baseball team. We've talked to a lot of them. Uh, DB is. Uh, first class uh, and getting to know jake and wide and of course jc parker bird how about parker uh cliff said he's going to get in that bat this year he's got a couple hits during the scrimmages uh i heard parker speak there's a uh, a christian group that meets uh down on a creek outside of little washington and they're all about us all guys and they, they want to go and um and parker came to go speak and i'm I swear, that's where i first met him talked to him talked to his dad and heard him speak it was one of the first times he ever did a public speaking engagement last year and um he told me he's like has changed my stance it's, it's gonna it's gonna help i'm gonna get a hit i'm gonna get in at bat and he put it in his mind i mean that's the kind of determination i think this team overall has i mean it's the true team before me mentality that they have going on right now um and there, there's just a lot of great personalities um there's great parents i've had the opportunity to meet some parents you know that have been here for a while at danny bill's dad i'm telling everybody the best guy in all of clark clear stadium to sit next to he he i think he loves every other player better than danny (laughs) it it is truly amazing but the parents for these new freshmen that were coming in i sat with uh bruce carter's parents they were sitting down there in my seats and stuff like that met them they're just all great people and i think they all understand was at state the next couple of years here in greenville i think we have a great opportunity to do great things here in the next few years brandon manning joining us good work over there alex uh well done had a massive impact oh yeah no he he asked me about that yeah that was good very very yeah so he didn't have a name tag uh (laughs) up here on the computer so i had to make him one during one of the breaks and what did i say what do you what would you like your superlatives to be yeah I don't even know if that's the correct word, but uh, he just said, pretty good. just right had a massive impact on ECU baseball. Shirley, actually, Shirley said that. That was a Shirley. That was, I'll give Shirley, you know, she's comfortable. She's resting that softball injury. Well, Brandon, uh, give yourself a plug. Tell people what you do now. Uh, I am happily employed uh, by Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, September will be 14 years here. Uh, my office Man. is in Winterville. Thank you for um, the awesome sweatshirt, by the way. Oh, yeah. That oh, hoodie yeah. is very, top-notch. very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you know, had a great guy make them for me. Brandon Manning, Farm Bureau Insurance. Um, 
I can't find your official like Beacon Drive, Winterville, North Carolina. Go see him. Go see him. Give me a holler. I've been to his office before. Very nice office. Yeah. Top of the line. Y'all did y'all did the first uh before we ever opened, y'all did like a promo video out there for well, us. On great. location. Uh-huh. And his phone is always ready. Always, always ready. What's the number? 252-531-1812. Give him a call. Uh, come see us uh, out there in the parking lot. There will be uh, plenty of dogs and burgers throughout the spring if anybody wants to come. We need to get Holton and do a podcast from the baseball field. Well, Holton's going to be busy playing for the oh, Arlington yeah. Renegades, but his crew uh, can go out there. That's what, That would be kind of cool, just to do it on location. Have yeah, Jack I'll, and Drew and Caden out there. I'll just kick Holton Aylers off the Holton Aylers show for like one game. <laughs> be like the Holton Brandon Manning show. Uh, Brandon, did you and Hannah enjoy Usher? I did enjoy Usher. You know, that was, you know, our prom years pretty yep. much in high school. And um, that was some good stuff. I, I didn't have a single negative thing to say. It was a great game. Great it was game. Great, great finish. You know, there, I didn't see as many commercials this year. Does that make it seem like there wasn't, like, typically there's a thousand. And now I just, it was like a few amount. Yeah. I like the Schwarzenegger State Farm commercials. I thought they're pretty good. Neighbor. Are you Neighbor. allowed to like that? I have no problem. Okay. With, any, with competi- competition's good. That's right. Competition breeds success. This guy. This guy is a clubhouse guy. This guy. Um, what do you think of Travis Kelsey fighting his coach? I do. Number one, he didn't see him coming, and he turned into him. So I do not think that it was. Now he was amped up, and he needs to go over there. If I would have done that to Mike Mullis in the bottom of a ninth of a American Buff. Legion game or my at Pitt, he Did would you probably really just do that, Buff. Coach, what? What? I mean, he he would have grown hair, pulled it out, and then beat me, and it would it would have been amazing. But but that's just I, I guess if you're in, who knows how he's feeling at that point in time? Like he was just taken out, the guy that went in for him made a costly penalty at the time in the Super Bowl. I think that was is that what happened? I, yeah. I, I, it was on the, the it was after the Pacheco the fumble. Yeah. But the guy that was supposed to be blocking for him was the tight end that uh, just went in to give my man a breed, and that's what it's about. Do not take me out. Yeah. So, uh, I'm all right with it. Football season comes to an end. Looking forward to some March Madness. Looking forward to some baseball. We got a spring football game. That's going to be a good game. Oh, we're having a freaking game. We talked. Uh, we got to know the new coaches today. Got one uh, lives in Aiden, right by uh, Skylight. He said, or he's uh, he's been there. I'll give you his name. I can't remember yeah, which one we'll, it was. We'll talk. I'm getting to uh, getting to know these guys. Take him out the out. He's from Aiden. I need to know the guy. Right. Or Winterville. Yeah. You know, like Coach McManus is the only Winterville guy I know. But he was born and raised there, so. You're going back here. <laughs> no, no. Ryan McManus is on the coaching. Oh, okay. That, well, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so are you talking about him? Yes. Okay. I thought you were Wait, talking the, about Jerry. No, uh, no. He's been long gone. I'm yeah. trying to keep it, you know, keep it. I got you. Understood. What's going on? Where is he at today? He's everywhere. I don't know, man. Beats me. Jesus. I'm a Ryan McManus guy, too. I, but my mind went back to a, Rhino's a former McManus. a man. Uh, Jerry Mack was even more of a man. It'd be nice for him to come come back again and then to coach together. It'd be like the two Griffies. How about Mags coming back? You know what? He was a co- uh, I was a senior when he was a freshman, maybe. Or maybe there was a one-year like... What year I was, was he I was a freshman, Chandler? Uh, two, well, it had to be 2010. 2010. Yeah. He was the true freshman when he made that pick against NC State. No, then I was. It must have been. I was just he a was young a pirate club member. Yeah. No, no, I mean, a student. Yeah, but I mean, I, I remember watching him play, and I remember you know him because I was talking crap to all my state buddies when Russell Wilson threw the pick. It's good stuff. 
Yeah. It's good stuff. Awesome to have him back uh, in the purple and gold. Brandon, we'll talk to you each and every week and uh, get your take on Pirate Baseball. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, yes, sir. Glad to have it. Uh, everybody have a great Valentine's Day. Guys, do not forget to give your sweeties something sweet. Mm, well okay. said. Yeah. Good work, B-Man. Maybe some popcorn from... Wally's too. Wally's too. They have a sweet caramel popcorn. It's great as mm. a Valentine's present. Awesome. Good ad. Uh, guys, big news. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is coming soon to North Carolina on March 11th. It won't be long until you can bet on same-game parlays, money lines, and props right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook has the best features, including odds boost and live betting. They have social betting groups where you can share your bets with friends in real time, bet on whatever you want, college hoops, hockey, uh, MLB pretty soon, and much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and bet on your favorite sports once they go live. Uh, that coming to North Carolina on March 11th. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See terms at DraftKings slash sportsbook slash NC pretty good i'm I'm gonna bet on some burley this year i think bet on burley he uh he reported it was on twitter today him and walking up with uh yeah it's pretty good got a lot of pirates in the pros all right let's take a break we'll come back more to go pirate radio live of our fleet feet rundown when we return after these words You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Welcome back. She said my name, not yours. I know, but put those glasses in the lost and found. Brandon Manning has lost his glasses. Oh, no. What are we going to do? I'll take those home. Uh, we got a uh, Clips cap, Season 8, Episode 1. Already? Oh, nice. That's Already? Tough. Yeah, I just saw that. Okay. I love those. But right now, we got a Fleet Feet rundown to get to. Fleet Feet, get your feet feeling good when you go on your walks, runs, jogs, whatever you do. Yeah. Skips, gallops. Fleet Feet, locally owned and operated by Chris London, has solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. They don't just have a shoe for you. They have the shoe that is specifically designed for your foot for you yeah you're not getting uh for your yammers 
a i'm not going to be wearing an alex harper shoe if i go to flea feet i'm gonna be wearing a clip brock shoe because the alex harper shoe is for alex harper they get your arch height width and more man you look really cool with that those sunglasses. Cool dude. Shirley looks good. It looks cool with those fleet feet shoes. Alex looks cool with those sunglasses. In fact, those kind of like fleet feet designs the perfect shoe for you. I think those sunglasses were designed for Alex, not Brandon. I think those are yours now. They look great. Yeah, uh, he didn't care enough about them to remember them. So mm. they're mine now. There you go all right um by the way it's wednesday so uh if you don't have any valentine's day plans or if you want to go out and get a good jog in good run in before your dinner date tonight uh fleet, fleet the fleet feet greenville pub run tonight at six fifteen. no need to sign up just come out run and hang out one dollar off draft beer tonight uh, uh courtesy of fleet feet and then also march 13th the st patty's day pub crawl march 16th coop strong four miler and then coming up in a couple of months april 20th the first step 5k ruck and one mile fun run so all of that courtesy of fleet feet steve hill asking if i have any wwe questions tonight i do not but i will ask alex uh one here Alex, yes. Can you name? You want easy, intermediate, or difficult? I'll go intermediate. All right. Get warm first. Um. You know what? Name eight. Name eight triple crown champions. So triple crown or grand slam? Are you referring to? I believe I'm going triple crown. So this will be. You need a primary championship, WWE, or world heavyweight. You need a tag team championship and an intercontinental. Okay. Um, Wait, I guess I could go Grand Slam because that means both of the big ones? No, Grand Slam is top, like world title, mid-card, and tag team belt. All right, fair enough. Uh, We're just going to go one of the top titles, a tag team, and and an intercontinental. Name eight. Okay, well three off the bat i can name every member of the shield uh roman reigns seth rollins dean ambrose okay aka john moxley um the miz yep uh oh dx triple h Shawn michaels yep um fun fact john cena is not a grand slam champion never won what never won your tag team never won the intercontinental title wow uh Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Tag team world title intercontinental. Yeah, it should be. Yep. He is on the list. Um how many am I at? Seven? You're at seven. Uh oh, Ray Mysterio. <coughs> Ray Mysterio is on the list. Very good. Um you could have named twenty probably. Probably, yes. Because there's of course Stone Cold, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Benoit who cm oh yeah good point <laughs> cm punk uh so a lot of names all right well done alex thanks you are a wrestling guy jamie's asking does chon have a date tonight we don't talk about that on the show let's hear uh what mike, H- H- McMurphy's. what mike houston had to say earlier today as uh we got to talk to coach how's everybody doing good to uh, have a little bit of cool weather here the last couple of days uh, uh the kids appreciated that yesterday morning with uh, mat drills starting so um you know we talked uh you know throughout the month of january we wanted to uh, have an opportunity once recruiting had closed up 
to you know get uh, everybody together and uh, introduce some of our new coaches and let you guys meet them and uh, you know give give the media availability with them and also just kind of catch up on everything that is pirate football. Uh, obviously, you know the last two months uh, since the end of the season uh, has been uh, pretty active and uh, you know a, a lot of a lot of change uh, and you know sometimes change is needed and uh, you know sometimes change is really good and so I think that uh, there's a lot of positive enthusiasm. Uh, and positive energy around our building right now. Uh, I think uh, that's a, a credit to uh, some of our new staff members and the way that they have uh, come in and, and really meshed well with our uh, returning staff members. And I think I could say the same thing for the players. Uh, you know, I just think that uh, our returning players, uh, obviously we've, we've talked a lot just about what a strong locker room we have, and, and that's something I stand on. I mean, I just... We are fortunate to have just really outstanding young men in this program, and they have done a great job welcoming in you know, a lot of the new players. I think we had 21 mid-year uh, new guys join our team, uh, and you know our, our players have done a great job of, of bringing them in, uh, making them feel like a part of the brotherhood. And I think that uh, you know our, our new players, whether they be freshmen or transfers, uh, they've done a good job of adapting. Uh, now. You know all the warm, warm fuzzies and all that stuff. That's you know, that's gone and done. I mean, they're they're getting after it pretty good right now. They uh, had a really good workout in the weight room uh, this morning with Big John. Uh, we'll be back out on the turf again tomorrow morning, uh, and so the month of February is a big month for us uh, to not only get bigger, faster, stronger, uh, find out more about uh, how you know guys compete, how much they've grown. Uh, but also, we're, we're doing more football this time of the year than we ever have in the past. I mean, I think it's just very important, uh, you know, going into the spring uh, to give uh, Coach Baker and his his staff uh, as much time to get our players prepared for spring practice as possible. Mike Houston earlier today, man, we got tons of interviews to get to. We'll drop some of them on Thursday and Friday's editions of Pirate Radio Live. Also uh, available right now on YouTube, some of those interviews on Pirate Radio TV. Chon, we put the hard hats on. You got a countdown for us? Yeah, since we were talking about football, I was in the football mood, and I was wondering how many days away we are till ECU football for 2024. I'm happy to announce that 201 days away, is between us and ECU football kicking off the 2024 campaign. Can't wait for it. It'll be here before you know it. But for now, 201 days on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. And we'll also add the party. Uh, it will be back before you know it as well, but we are still working on the details for that. But for right now, 201 days on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. Awesome stuff. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Basketball on this Wednesday night. Crazy line alert, and it once again involves South Carolina on the road. Remember uh, Coach Mack a couple weeks ago? Tennessee was big favorites against South Carolina. South Carolina won outright. How about Auburn, number 13 in the nation? It's favored by 11.5 points against the 11th-ranked Gamecocks tonight. Mm. Again, the line says to take Auburn, but last time South Carolina won outright in this situation at Tennessee. So Double digits. Be careful. UConn is a 24.5-point favorite on the road at DePaul. They have three wins on the year. My God. Gush. DePaul is 3-20. and 0-12 and in the Big East. Tennessee and Arkansas will play in Fayetteville. The Volunteers, a road favorite in that one. Hornets and Hogs going at it tonight. And Shirley Lacrosse uh, going at it right now for ECU. 
Uh, yeah, the last update I got was ECU was uh, up on Gardner Webb eleven to five, and they were heading into the final period. Um, and let me just double check one more time. Just nope, no update as of yet. So uh, right now, that was the last update I got was eleven five. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back, get ready to wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 151 points and closed at 38,424. The NASDAQ is up 203 at 15,859 and the S&P was up 47 points and closed out at an even 5,000. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes, thank you. Aharb, great job as always. And Sean, getting it done on a hump day wednesday a valentine's day wednesday thank y'all for your love throughout the year we appreciate y'all and love uh talking to you each and every day on this microphone we'll talk to you thursday coming up three o'clock all new edition of pirate radio live for the crew i am clip rock jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.